Steve May Smith is weird, man. We got to do this today. He's, he, I feel like one day he's really good, and the next day he makes absolutely no sense. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Larry. Uh, here's an uncomfortable question for you. How many times a day would you say that you pick up your phone and scroll through Facebook for, at least, like, say, 10 minutes? If you're being honest, it's probably not zero. In fact, it's probably several. And that's fine. You know, no judgment here. We, I have terrible habits. Uh, but uh, you have the time to call American Financing if you have that time. Uh, let's say you're paying 4% or more on your mortgage, which used to be really good, a good, really good rate. Uh, well, you know, you can get that even lower with American Financing. I'm, I'm talking to American Financing right now about refinancing my home, uh, and we're, we're sorting that out. They're just great. They know everything about the entire process. They know they can get you the best rates. Uh, they work with the best companies. This is, uh, this is the way to do it. American Financing, uh, you make sure to give them a call uh, or go to their website. They can save you hundreds of dollars a month or maybe even thousands. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Back with the radio show with Pat in just a second. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Sue. Thank you, Pat. Uh, In for Glenn. (laughs) On the Glenn Beck Program. He'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Today, there's a lot of stuff going on. One of the things that's just like infuriating me right now is this ridiculous rant from Stephen A. Smith who I go back and forth on like I feel like sometimes the guy is really good on right. stuff yes exactly and the next day he doesn't make any sense at all yes today's one of those days he doesn't make any sense at all we'll get into that in 60 seconds this is the Glenn Beck program The best way to listen to music? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds. And Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, noise-isolating fit, and it allows you to really hear everything that you're listening to. Plus, a 45-day return policy. So give them a try. Limited time, 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds at buyraycon.com slash back. Limited time, 15% off buyraycon.com slash back. On September 18th, don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. You are an American spy. What? Infidel tells the story of one man's incredible journey of faith and survival after being kidnapped in the Middle East. And his wife's courage to never give up on him. This is terrorism. When his country abandoned him, his freedom became her mission. I came here to plead for his life. Starring Jim Caviezel. Do your job. See Infidel, only in theaters September 18th. Pat and uh, Stu here for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Pat, I'm at the point now where these stories come out in the media, and I don't even know how to detect what is controversial about them. Like, I, they come out, and everyone starts tweeting about them, and everyone's pissed off. And I read the story, and I don't even know, I can't even detect what the thing of the day is we're supposed to be upset about. Yeah. One of these stories, I had this story put in front of me yesterday. 
that Steve Nash, the former multi-time MVP of the league in the NBA, had Hall of Fame member, Hall of Fame member, uh, received uh, or you know he was awarded the coaching job, a head coaching job with the new uh, Brooklyn Nets, not the New Jersey Nets anymore, Brooklyn Nets, and. It seems like, okay, I mean, if, if Steve Nash is willing to do a, an NBA head coaching job, he's going to get an NBA ho- head coaching job. He played the position, point guard, best known for having knowledge of the offense. You're running the team on the court. It's the most direct line to a head coaching job from uh, from player, right? And But it was a controversy, and I, I was looking at this, and I'm like, what, what's the controversy? Well, the controversy is he's white. And Steve Nash is white, therefore white privilege. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Pat, you might remember this better than I do, but isn't, I feel like Steve Nash is pretty darn woke. <laughs> like, isn't, he, isn't he one of these guys that's come out and talked about a lot of these issues before? Seems like it. And has been on the side. I, I get him mixed up sometimes with Steve, Steve Kerr, because all those white guys look alike, and they're... <laughs> Both you point racist. guards. Yeah, I know. I no, know. it's okay. I'm only kidding. It's totally fine to say that <laughs> yes, all white people look alike. That's <laughs> I'm only kidding. That's not racist at all. Uh, but I know what you mean because uh, there's like there's been four um, white players in NBA history, and Steve Nash is one, and <laughs> right. Steve Kerr is the other. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's part of the complaint here from Stephen A. Smith, who's you know I, I go I really do feel conflicted about he's like Steve, Stephen A. Smith is like a Law and Order episode. Like you're watching and you're like, oh, that murderer definitely did it. And then you're like, oh, no, he's totally innocent. You go back and forth like every commercial break. That's how I am with Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith. We just played a clip of him. That was really good. It was really good just the other day, right? I swear he does this because he gets praised by the right for these clips. And then within two days, he has to come out with like the most crazy woke thing possible so he can like balance it. Mm -hmm. So here is his comment on Steve Nash getting the head coaching job of the Brooklyn Nets. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. What? This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a coach. And you get the Brooklyn Nets job. Mm -hmm. How the hell does this always happen for somebody else other than us? Why is it that we have to be twice as good to get half as much? Why is it that no matter what we do and how hard we work and how we go through the process and the terrain of everything, somehow, some way, there's another excuse to ignore that criteria, to ignore those credentials and instead bypass it and make an exception to the rule for someone other than Pause us. It for just a sec. Uh, <laughs> Who are we talking about here? Who is the black person that should have gotten the job? Now, if you've got somebody specifically in mind, let us know. Who is it? No, it just has to be a black no, person. No, it's just, it's just any black any person at black all person. who How wanted about, the job. I got one Jacob Blake's dad. Let's uh, okay, put him yes. in charge because he's yes. black. Okay. He doesn't like Jews very much, but I don't think they have any Jewish ah, players. Whatever. So that's fine, I guess. He doesn't like white people very much either, but I don't think they have any white players. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be a so, worry. I think that's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess that's the idea. You're right. Where's the... What's Who are you look, talking about? Now, look, there are other qualified of course, uh, black coaches, of course. But, but Steve, I mean, look, if you were going to take one player out of the NBA over the past 20 years to say would be an, a, an easy fit to go from player to coach, you would it think probably it'd be Steve Nash. would be Steve Nash. The man yeah. won, he's, he's, a, he's a relatively short white guy that won two MVPs 
as right. a point guard. Yeah. Like, he's the most obvious guy. And it was either him or Steve Kerr that played with Michael Jordan on the on the Bulls championship team. <laughs> right. One of the two. We don't know. Actually one played with Michael really Jordan. Well, one played with Jordan. <laughs> but, I mean, like, this is a, a bizarre argument. Here. It is really weird. Okay, but you're right. No no specifics. I'm sure we could name plenty of African-American players. But that he, would, I don't but think he, he does. I don't think he does. does. He? It just can't be a white guy. It right. seems to be the answer here. But right. then... I think he does kind of qualify that. Yeah. Uh, let's see this. Mm-hmm. Is Continue there with the clip if, if we have more. Oh, oh, oh that, was it. that was it. That just oh, cut well, off mid-sentence. Stop at a very good time. <laughs> uh, okay. Because he does go on to say that he deserves the job. Right. Which is strange. Wait. You just said he's got no experience, but he does deserve the job, which we agree with. And you like him. And he deserves the job. It's just that he shouldn't have gotten it right now because there's controversy right now about what? Uh, white privilege. White privilege. Right. Which is very, very odd. Now, it's funny wow. because as soon as you heard Nash got the job, it was his, it was his first head coaching job. Uh, you know, he's never been a head coach, which is true. And it's, it is a little strange. Right? It doesn't happen mm-hmm. that often. The first thing that popped in my head was the only other guy I could remember it happening to which was Jason Kidd, who also coached the Brooklyn Nets. And is black. And is black. By the way, yeah. So, his, yeah, he's, his dad is black and his mom is white, I believe. Yes. Which I think that but qualifies. That, so that's the Barack Obama yes. uh, thing. So that makes it, that makes it okay yes. to say that he's black, I think, in today's mm-hmm. world. The, the bottom line here, though, is this specific franchise did the same thing with a black player before Steve Nash, who would right. be another person with the same position... A point guard, the same profile, right? Maybe not as good as Nash, but it's a Hall of Fame level player. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's a Hall of Fame level player. Kid was a great mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. So th- this has already happened with the same franchise. And can, like, if there is one world, one arena, one group of people that have no place to complain about white privilege. It's the NBA where we live in a country with 13% African-American and the league is made up of 75% African-Americans. Like, hmm. how on earth can you describe that as a league of white privilege? And it's the only, almost like white people aren't allowed in it. Right. The only white people that are allowed are from Bosnia. Right. For some reason, only Bosnians, <laughs> Bosnians can play in the NBA. Germans, <laughs> Serbians. Yeah. Yes, There's like you're four from... American white people in the NBA right now. Four of them. <laughs> it's just... That is a bizarre and, argument. And there, has there ever been a moment, Pat, that you sat back and be like, darn it. <laughs> Why aren't there more white people in this league? Never. Uh, this is infuriating. Why? No. Why? Where are the whites? Never no, in my never. life have I considered white privilege that. doesn't seem to extend to that. No, to playing in the NBA. No, it which by the way extend. are the best jobs. I don't know if anyone. Yeah. No one grows right. up and they're like eleven years old going. Gosh, I, I can't coach wait I can in the coach. NBA. It'll be great to be able to diagram plays for other people to, <laughs> to do. Well, at some point, another person that I know may hit a shot to win a championship. It's going to be yeah. incredible. Like, you, no one is on the court when you're a kid, you know, throw, tossing the ball around and being like, all right. And then, and then standing on the sidelines while they picture another person <laughs> making the game-winning shot. Everyone wants to play the freaking sport. Yeah. And by the way, that's where you make the most money, too. Uh, it's where you get the highest mm-hmm. profile. And it can lead to other things like coaching jobs. But Steve Nash is absolutely qualified for this job, at least by the standards of today, when they pluck players all the time. 
uh, from uh, 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 into into coaching roles. Now listen to this, Pat. This is the this is the the Brooklyn uh, Nets head coaches. I mentioned uh, Jason Kidd, who happens to be black. Okay, and is in the Hall of Fame by the way, and is in the Hall of Fame, and he deserves mm-hmm. it. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was Lionel Hollins, who is black. Then Tony Brown, who is black. Then Kenny Atkinson, who is white. Then Jacques Vaughn, who is black. And then Steve Nash. So wow, it's been, they've had majority oh African American coaches. For the past, I don't know, what, seven or eight years. And then before that was P.J. Carlissimo, another uh, legendary coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, before him, Avery Johnson, who is black. So, like, they've had plenty of black coaches. They've had a good mix. And there's no unique, like, you could say, and I guess this would be the argument, because if, if it's not this argument, it has to be racism. But the argument would be that African Americans, for whatever reason, outperform white players in their abilities. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no other real excuse as to why there'd be five times your population percentage to to be in the NBA. It's just that they it's a merit based system and they they do it better. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to believe that that's true with coaching. Like like white people are really like there's a lot of white punters because it's the only thing we can do in the NFL. (laughs) We're like, hey, we can punt. We and are. we could play. We could t- we can play right guard and right guard. Yes, and, and right, right guard. tackle. Not all the time, but sometimes, sometimes we can play right guard. Sometimes, yeah. And we can punt. And maybe tight end. Yeah, <laughs> long snapper. <laughs> you need a good long snapper. Come to white. You got a white guy. That's us, yeah. right? So there's like four things that white people can do in sports. <laughs> comes to athletic ability, but when it comes, like I was thinking, think of it this way: like one of the best coaches in the NFL would be Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid does not strike you as a guy with high levels of current athletic ability. <laughs> now, I'm sure he was a good player at one point, but Andy was. is not exactly a guy you look at and you're like, that guy, wow. He was a good lineman. He was a good lineman, right? For BYU, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, and I think he played in the NFL for a while. Uh, but, the, but yeah, he, but like, you he's could a lineman. The, the, the most in-shape person <laughs> in the world who's a great player wouldn't necessarily have the same skill set to become a coach. Mm-hmm. It's a different skill set. Now, some people, like mm-hmm. Steve Nash, have both. Like Jason Kidd, have both. Andy Reid was a player, obviously, at one point, and you know he he was able to make that transition as well. You know, mm-hmm. he, but like I just don't. It, it doesn't. There's no reason to believe you'd think that coaching would re- revert back to because the the athletic ability isn't there. Coaching would revert back to typical population percentages. Everybody wants to play sports when they're kids. There's not like it's not like one of these things that's unique to any culture to want to play, right? Right. Everyone tries to do it, and black players tend to do it better for whatever reason that I don't know. I don't know what a reason is, but it's a merit based system, and I can tell you that if Whitey uh, did it as well they would probably get the jobs. But they don't. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, what percentage of income coming to players in their major sports go to black players? It's well over 50%. It's Way probably... Over. I mean, if it's 75% of the NFL, it's probably around 75% of the pay. Though, you know, the, there's certain players that, you know, quarterbacks make more. Maybe it's it's in that general vicinity, though, mm-hmm. I would think, as far as the total cash. Mm-hmm. And we have an argument for white privilege? Like, this, like, this is objectively insane. It's an objectively insane mm-hmm. argument, and yet it's made as if you know. There's, it's just obvious. Of course, and it's especially white privilege. when so many of the Brooklyn Nets coaches in the past have, have been, been black. black. Yeah, 
It's not like they're discriminating against blacks. They've had black coaches over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just a bizarre mo- and Stephen A. Smith is one of the and that I guess that's what kind of makes him interesting argument though. Be- yeah, it weird. is. It's a terrible argument, but I guess this is kind of what like I you can t- legitimately turn on especially in this realm, this sort of sport, sports sports uh, versus culture sort of realm that intersection and watch something from Stephen A. Smith and have no idea where he's going to come out on it because he just mm. seems to flip a coin in the morning. Yeah. It's just a bizarre, bizarre thing. So I don't know. White privilege. Just remember, next time you watch an NBA game, uh, you, what you're seeing is white privilege. <laughs> and try to make sense of that inside of your brain. Back in a second. All right. Uh, Mercury Real Estate. Yes. Real Estate Agents I Trust.com. Real Estate Agents I Trust.com. You know, Glenn has had this company for a very long time. He started this after. He was uh, trying to sell his house. I think it was in New York, wasn't it? Connecticut. It was the one in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was just having issues trying to sell it. And he was, you know, communication is so important with a real estate agent, especially uh, when you're trying to turn, you know, you're trying to hit a deadline, you're trying to get the best price. And so he decided, you know what? The thing is, I'm just picking randomly. I think that's what we most, most of the time is what people do is you just, you just pick randomly. You see, you see an ad, maybe they're the people representing the house that you want to buy. And you just call them up. Well, that's not the right thing to do when you're talking about your biggest financial transaction. You need to pick someone that you can trust. And so Glenn's uh, idea was, what if we have a bunch of real estate agents and we screen them and we put the best ones on this website, people can join up and, and contact those people. So you have the best agent in your area and it's really easy. That's what this is. Real estate agents. I trust.com is what was the result of that process. And it's helped thousands of our listeners. I know that. Uh, help find you know the best agent if you're moving across the country if, if you know if you've been taken out of your job and decided to move to go to a new new job in a new area you might not know a real estate agent there go to realestateagentsitrust.com find the agent that's best for you realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, do you understand this um, this controversy, whether or not Trump encouraging people to vote twice is legal or not? I'm So bizarre. I, I've never thought that was legal. No one thinks it's legal. Twice. Um, but Ma- Kaylee McEnany uh, kind of insinuated it was it was legal. Uh, mm. It's and and so and. And um, even Attorney General Barr said he didn't know if it was illegal. Well, Wait. I don't think they're talking about voting twice. It, it, that's what the media is saying about the clip. But, like, I listened to the Trump clip that yeah, started all this. Let's listen to it you again. Yeah, I, th- I think we have it, right? Do we? Trump encourages North Carolina voters to vote twice. Let's play this and see if he actually does. And it goes On your uh, ballots, like if you get the unsolicited ballots, okay, get a ballot. send it in. Send it in. And then go make sure it counted. And just make sure it and counted. And if it doesn't tabulate, you vote. If it doesn't just tabulate, vote. you vote. And then if they okay. tabulate it very late, which they shouldn't be doing, right. they'll see you voted, and so it won't count. So send it in early. Well, blatantly not And saying. then go and vote. And if it's not tabulated, you vote. Right. And the vote is going to count. You can't let them take your vote away. So he is absolutely not saying you should vote twice. He is suggesting something that is probably not a good idea. It's not probably going to work. 
if you're going to go to the polls anyway, just go to the polls. Like, don't send yes. in your ballot and then go to the polls. Right. However, what, what he's, what he's talking... Because if you do send it in, you're not going to know, really, if it was tabulated. Like, his idea is right? basically you send it in and then you go and check and see if, if the vote came in. And if it didn't come in, you go... Go uh, and vote, vote in person. person. But the whole point of sending in the mail-in ballot is so that you don't have to be wait in line and, and deal with right. coronavirus concerns is the, the reason right. why they're doing this. So if you don't have coronavirus concerns, just go vote in person. So I don't, there's no reason to do both of those things. But he, he is suggesting, however, not he, at no point does he suggest you should vote twice. In fact, he specifically says if it's not tabulated. So basically what he's saying is if you send in a mail-in ballot and it's not recorded, you could still get your vote in. Now, you know, look. That is going to make the lines very, very long if people are there trying to figure out whether their mail-in ballot counted. If you're going to go in line anyway, just go in line and vote normally. Right? Like, I don't know why you'd send it in. I mean, I can understand ripping it up, shredding, shredding your ballot, and then going in and voting because you don't want someone else to vote for you. That would make sense if, you, if you're in one of these states and there are eight or nine of them that are sending out ballots to everybody. Uh, if that's you, I mean, you, and you're going to go in person, you can shred your uh, the ballot they send you um, to make sure no one else votes in your place. I can understand that. But there's no mm-hmm. real reason to send it in and vote and then go in and vote again anyway. Um, he's, But he's blatantly not saying. He's specifically saying, f- go to the polls, find out if the vote counted. If it didn't count, then you vote. Yes. Yes. Specifically. And yes. And Kaylee McEnany uh, tried to explain that. Uh, here's... Here's what she had to say, White House Press Secretary. The president is not suggesting anyone do anything unlawful. What he said very clearly there is make sure your vote is tabulated, and if it is not, then vote. Um, basically, when you get a absentee ballot and you send it in, there are poll books, and it is recorded that you have tried to vote, that you have, in fact, voted. Um, and if you show up at a polling site, they look at the poll book and say your vote's been counted. He wants verification. Democrats want a whole new fraudulent system of mail-in voting never tried before in American history. And what Democrats are saying to you is trust us, but don't verify. And what this president is saying is verify your vote. Okay. So that's, I mean, she's right. That is what he's saying. That is what he's saying. He, she just said it better than he does. Right. So that's well, why she is. Her job is spokesperson. Yeah. Right. That is her job to say it better. Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I like, this is one of those controversies that is just nothing. It's right. another made-up thing. It's another made-up piece of nonsense to entertain yep. us through the Labor Day weekend. I, I, I encourage you not to let it, not to let it distract you from having a good weekend because this is nonsense. Everybody can hear the words he's saying, and everybody I've heard on the media talking about this is he's encouraging his people to vote twice. Can you believe this? He's not doing that. He's saying if your vote didn't count when you sent it in early, then you get to vote. But the easiest way to go is just go to the polls if you feel comfortable going to the polls. This is the Glenn Beck Program. According to a Forbes columnist, you need to own gold because it is money and it has intrinsic value. Owning gold keeps all of your eggs out of one basket. So add physical gold, one of the few assets that has no counterparty risk. You need to speak to Goldline and learn how easy it is to add physical gold to your portfolio, your IRA, or even your 401k. 866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. 866-465-3546. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. 
After being kidnapped in the Middle East, one man must hold on to his faith to survive, and his wife must find the courage to never stop fighting for him. He's caused an international incident. I can't give up on you. Abandoned him for sharing his beliefs. This is terrorism. His freedom became her mission. See Infidel, starring Jim Caviezel, only in theaters September 18th. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. theme or something it's good but there's a lot of thematic uh, elements these days <laughs> that's great uh pat and Stu for glenn on the glenn Beck program uh joined by jeffy uh hello, hello. is jeffy still the host of the chewing the fat podcast available for su- mm. subscri- subscription right now on podcast yes you what i want to know is have you been able to keep the price down is it still free I know you've been fighting for it for a long time. Is well, it still free? I have another meeting today, but as of okay. right now, yeah, as of, as right, of right now, now it's free. Wow! So, well, you should download so, it right what away. A value. Get to it uh-huh. now. Get to it now. Wherever you know, wherever you get your podcast, you can't guarantee it'll be free tomorrow. Well, I'm gonna. Fight. I'm still fighting for okay. it. Okay, I'm still fighting for the people. <laughs> but right now, it's free, and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. All during right. the fat, that's great. I mean. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Jeffy, have you uh, seen any uh, neighborhood civil wars breaking out? Uh, is this happening in your neighborhood? Funny too? you should ask. Mm. Because I noticed last week in my neighborhood as I was leaving that uh, there's a guy that put up a Trump sign right on the corner mm-hmm. as you leave the neighborhood. And I thought, boy, that takes some guts. That takes some guts. I don't know that I would do that. Put a Trump That's sign amazing, on, in your yard now, in, in your, uh, on a main corner. You know, he's a right. corner house, right? <laughs> yeah. And not, not in deep inside the neighborhood. Yeah. And I thought, boy, that takes some guts. Mm-hmm. Then, like three days later, I turned down the street, and two other houses have Biden-Harris signs oh, in the no. front yard. <laughs> so the, the wars, wars have started, man. The <laughs> this wars is how the Hunger started. Games started. People don't know mm-hmm. that. This is how the Hunger Games started. I mean, in mm-hmm. today's world, like we did, we had the story earlier, uh, earlier this week about the lady who got a strongly worded letter from the neighbors because of her Trump sign. Yes. Right? And she and they were they just hated her and wanted her to get rid of the sign. In fact, and it, it's amazing because she's a Mexican-American single mother whose parents are legal immigrants. So, I mean, I guess that doesn't matter if it's a Trump sign, right? The Trump mm-hmm. 2020 sign doesn't right. matter if who I, you are. My wife, uh, Lisa Page, made me do it on, on Instagram, of course, uh, as she would make me tell you, uh, posted that. That's the first place I saw it was on her feed because it was some, some local area around here where this letter came in. And it's a letter basically saying, hey... Uh, I saw your Trump sign. Just wanted to thank you for being uh, hating immigrants right. and hating people like me. You're, you're, this is a loud statement as to what you think about who people like me and who you're yeah. And it was like this really angry thing. And of course, she didn't realize that she had actually delivered it to a Mexican American yeah. <laughs> who was a Trump yeah. supporter. Just incredible. And I, that got me. Th- and then that's when you know I see the Trump sign in my neighborhood. I'm thinking, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I put up the. I mean, it's. Ba- I, I barely want to put up a flag anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's crazy. That's crazy because uh, that is that 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 is not America, right? <laughs> if you can't put up a freaking American flag, and I know you're exaggerating a little bit here, but like 
the Trump thing is like legitimate. If you put a Trump sticker on your car, you've got a good chance of it getting keyed. Yeah. And the point is like, you yes. know, I there's two parts of me on this. One is like I, I want to put every political sign on my I car. Know. You know, I want to put pro life. I want to put everything on there just because I hate the idea that this would be Someone my concern. Would be angered by it. Yeah. On the other side, I realize that no person in um, in American history has changed their mind over a bumper sticker or a sign. Oh, I don't know about so, that. I may have, I may have gone to a restaurant or two because of a bumper sticker. Well, I, yes, advertisement, I guess, does work. Uh, but I used to, they used to have these signs. I used to always think this was the worst thing in the world down in uh, in Philadelphia when I would I would be on my commute to the studios there, and there would be these signs in the neighborhoods that would say, um, "Vote Line 7. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. wait, vote line seven. You're not even going to tell me what it is or what the name is because it, it becomes just a cultural right. thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, we were driving through a neighborhood in here in Texas, and there must have been an eighty to one ratio of Trump to Biden signs. <laughs> like, I, it was a, okay. one of these big complexes. Every single one Trump sign everywhere. It was one of these deep, deep red. One little Biden area. Harris, and then one little Biden person. You're like, look, I do. I, do I, am I voting for Joe Biden? No, but it, it, you'd like the 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 the, the bravery Absolutely. to at least stick the line, the, stick the sign in your Absolutely. in your lawn, And I felt spot. bad about thinking about this guy putting up his Trump uh, Trump Pence 2020 sign in the front yard on this corner lot. I'm thinking. I you know this is a main road coming out of the neighborhood. I don't know that I would do that. We might be accidentally have uh, you know. Oops! Did that brick fly out of the back of my pickup truck up against your house? Sorry. One of the things they're saying now is people are putting signs in areas where they can't be trashed. So instead of putting them out on the corner where you would normally put them, they're putting them in trees. They're putting them behind fences, like (laughs) hanging over a fence. So you'd have to get out of your car and go all the way up to the house to take down the sign, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit more difficult to do. That is like, how can this be our country? It's so ridiculous. And it's not the same as, you know, during election season where you have the empty corner lots with 80 signs. You know, vote for this judge, vote for that judge. Yes, on eighteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who, okay, and they have like you know, there's fifty signs right. as you're at the red light. Okay, that's fine. I, I just saw, I, I saw a story from Montana where they it, where some guy came onto somebody's property and tore their signs down off of their front yeah. porch and then set them on fire in the front lawn. Well, they had their kids sleeping about ten feet away inside the house mm. and. You don't know when that fire is going to spread. I mean, that it just it's insanity what it's, people are doing. Most definitely over is. a Trump sign. Get over it. Get over it. it. He's one of the two Get major candidates. Yeah, like he's I, the president of the United States. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Uh, move on with, with your life. Who hates people and can't <laughs> yeah. stand them? And right, right, we know right. how you that that's exactly how you feel. And because you, he hates people, you must now absolutely. That's what that sign turn, means. That's what that people. sign means. Yeah. Have you seen okay. friends and stuff in your life, relatives that have blown up their relationships over this yet? Have you been seeing this? I don't know about relationships. I mean, with the the fights and the not talking to each other. Yeah, well, that's kind of blowing up your relationship. Yeah, 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 I mean, not necessarily they're never going to talk again, but just like they're they're at odds and will not speak to each other about anything yeah. for a while. That that's a, mm. that's an amazing <clears throat> development to me. It's like you know, this you can only. You can't. You're never going to change someone's mind like that. I, I talked about this with Jim Gaffigan this week on Stu Does America. Oh man, that guy is. And I, I look. I love Gaffigan. I love the guy. I think wow. he's hilarious. I think he's a legend. Right. I think mm-hmm. he's great comedian. And and he's gone for years and years and yeah. years, avoiding mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. 
Because as he said. That was said, a good idea. Right. As he said. It was a really good idea. Really it's a really good idea. Right. And what he said was like, I know no one wants to hear about politics from me. I'm not right. changing any minds. Right. Right. Which is true. So one day he has this sort of like, ah, screw it. I don't care anymore. I got to say something. Oh, blah, 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 blah. This is too important. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then he rants on, on social media. So now he's pissed off about half of his fans. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of them will never go back to, to listening to him again for any right. reason. No way. I'm not going to. I mean, I don't. I'm I not can. Going to. I don't care honestly. Like I, every every comedian yeah. or actor or whatever sports celebrity, I assume are just mega nit, insane liberals. It's so a I don't good assumption. Care. It, I didn't are. assume that about Jim Gaffigan. I didn't assume that. I kind of thought. Him. I mean, if you listen to his, if you listen closely <clears throat> to him, I think what he actually is is a midwestern Democrat. Like I don't think he. I don't think if if this was. I don't know. Uh, Marco Rubio running right now. I don't think this happens. I think he's one of these people who's been broken by the Trump era, mm-hmm. right? Not Trump's fault, but like these people who are on the left cannot be rational around Donald Trump. It's impossible for them. Boy, it's impossible true. for them. And so this is what he is right now, which is not only I, th- I think it's interesting to note that not only is it a waste for him and his career, mm-hmm. like it will. I mean, he's he's a big enough guy that he's he'll probably be hurt by this, but it's not going to destroy his career. I don't think. Um but what what I think on the other side of that is, which is much more important for us, because Jim Gaffigan's got millions of dollars already. He, he's going to be taken care of for a very long time. Much more important for us is to realize how we felt as he was tweeting those things. Did it move us toward Joe Biden? No. No. It moved us the, away from the him. The more important thing to understand here is how ineffective mm-hmm. this tactic is. This tactic is. of just screaming and ranting and raving like an insane person and, and saying to everyone who's on the other side, hey, idiots, you're a bunch of morons. You, you yeah. know, you're, you, this guy's a thief, a liar, a scam artist, whatever. It doesn't work. Forget mm-hmm. the fact that it's dumb and it's wrong and all of the other things. It's also just not effective. <laughs> I mean, it's driven us closer to Trump. Right. It's made us less weary of the well he's yeah. not right here or boy you know the hey boy he said that wrong it's like so yeah and like look when we're all around each other you know vent all you want right but if you're actually trying to to convince someone which he obviously which he obviously was, was right? yeah it, it, this is just not the way to do it it actually works against you and the funny thing mm-hmm. about uh, uh uh gaffigan and you made this point pat is you didn't know what his politics were Right. And he was a very effective communicator, which is probably if he would have utilized uh, his own platform to mm-hmm. talk about these things in a way that was still friendly, he's actually capable of doing it. Right. Right. He is one of these right. few, the few people who actually could probably convince. Maybe he should have used this voice. Yeah. <laughs> about Donald Trump. Maybe that would have been more effective. Huh? Maybe. I just, I'm at that point now where it's like anyone I like who I know is a liberal. I've I've muted them in my brain until November fourth. They're all insane mm. right now. They 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 mm-hmm. are incapable of having a normal conversation. They are mm-hmm. incapable of having a rational thought. I I just I'll mute them until November fourth and then check back in. Yeah, I you know that's a good way to to do it and think about it. But then on the same uh, the same hand, you're looking forward to uh, sports firing back up or at least football firing back up mm-hmm. and we saw that the, where that's going to be in our face with the ever NFL present with the NFL I mean, it will be really yeah. bad it's going to be NBA. ugly with the uh, it, it's, it's going really to be bad it's going to be the first weekend of the first NFL first weekend of the too. NFL it's going to be yeah. ugly yeah ugly and 
you know. And okay. I, I think I'm just going to avoid the first weekend. And I don't know what's going to happen with, with college football. <laughs> I mean, we're looking like we're going to have some kind of season, whether it be abbreviated or not. But all the teams, all the players are on board. I don't know that they get away with it as much uh, as the NFL mm, will. But it's going to be it's going to be in, in your face. So how do you mute that? It's, it's tough because, you know, we, we always get on, we always bust on Glenn because Glenn's first response whenever an athlete does something annoying is to come at us and go, oh, why are you still watching it? What do you not care about America? Yeah, you go to every movie possible. And here's Glenn Beck who goes to literally every movie that comes out with every Hollywood celebrity. And all they do is rant and rave about politics. And then in every movie is actually the point of the movie (laughs) is how bad conservatives are. But he'll go to every one of them. Yep. And I just, you know, his point is. You know, I, we, as we point out that inconsistency, usually what we do is we change the topic. But what my my point here is that like you really can't micromanage this. You have to realize that not only in entertainment, every business you go into, you're doing business with people who are insane liberals. Yeah. Every restaurant you go to, one of the cooks who's back there is an insane liberal who right. thinks Black Lives Matter uh, should you know should take over the government, and Antifa is is number one in their hearts. And you don't you don't necessarily know it. But it's happening literally everywhere you yeah. go. This is civilization. This is capitalism, really. It's the point of you don't have to know and trust every person you do business with. That's the brilliance of capitalism. You just you have currency. You exchange it with them. Everyone does their little job, and you move on with your freaking life. And there's things that Boy, I really enjoy nice, about sports. That'd be sports. nice if that actually happened. I know. Yeah, wouldn't it? I, I enjoy sports. I'm not going to let some dumb player who hasn't thought about any of these issues take it away from me. I'm not. I'm not letting them make that decision for me. I understand why a lot of people are like that, and I, you know, of course, respect you. You know, if if, if you're not getting enjoyment out of it because it's so in your face, and you leave. But like for me, I can just turn it off when they're blabbing about this stuff. I'll mute it. I don't have to. I don't have to listen to it. I know these issues. This is what I do for work. <laughs> I don't yeah, need to right. hear it from some stupid player who's never looked at an FBI crime report. I just don't <laughs> need it. You know, I like. I'm sorry. You know, we have this thing. Learn, then protest. In that order. Wow, that's crazy. Learn, then protest. Another one. Learn, then vote. In that order. That's funny that you say that because I started a campaign this week on chewing the fat because they talked about uh, people clicking on links that they get text to them Mm -hmm. and then it, you know, it impermeates your phone. And you just everything blows it up. And uh, they're saying, you know, don't click on those. I, I thought I started a campaign. Think before you link. What do you think? Ah, ah, come on now. Yeah. Jeffy, that, that's, that's a campaign not, I can give you. Isn't that going to hurt your side business of uh, spyware? Shh, shh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Shh. Okay. So people how, aren't, aren't going to do it. What was that process again? How do you, what do okay. you do first? No. I, I want everyone to listen to this because this, this is really complicated. Learn. Learn. Then protest. Then protest. I don't protest and then learn? No. It's got to be this order. Oh, wow. Learn. Really? Then vote. Huh. Wow. Okay. Think before you link. Powerful. It's powerful. I know. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. So no matter what goes on in the world, there are two things we can count on. New music, new podcasts. And the best way to listen? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. And I'm talking Apple. 
That's why I recommend and use wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, the best ones yet with six hours of playtime and seamless Bluetooth pairing. You'll get more bass than in previous models, a noise-isolating fit that really allows you to focus on what you're listening to. Raycon's E25s also have more compact design than ever. They're stylish, discreet, no wires, no stems hanging out of your ears ever. Raycon was founded by Ray J and counts celebrities like Snoop Dogg and J.R. Smith among the fans. They offer a 45-day return policy, so give them a try. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, I wear them too. Limited time, 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds at buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. The first major movie uh, since COVID-19 comes out today. Tennis. At least it goes wide. It was already released here in the DFW area. It was. It's been playing for I think about a week here. Yeah, I think if you. I think this. That was a pre-release. They did that thing where they're like "Uh, preview screenings. It's not out, but you can go see it at any theater. Yeah, please. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it costs two hundred million to make, and they're thinking like fifteen to twenty-five would be a good weekend. Uh, Fifteen to twenty-five bucks. Fifteen to twenty-five million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now Pat and I went to a movie. Uh, early on. In, in early May, I think it was. Yes, it was yeah. right it after was... the governor said you could open up movie theaters yes. again. Yes, and there's and one, one theater day. opened one. up around here. Yeah. These poor people who actually, just, they were they had, they had owned uh, real estate and rented out a theater to, I think it was Regal, and the lease ran out, and they're like, you know what? Let's start our own theater company in January 2020. <laughs> so they were like, we'll open up and show anything. Yeah. And they they did show anything. A really terrible Vin Diesel movie that we went to go see as soon as they opened oh, up the theater. So bad. That was a death-defying situation. I don't know how yes, we lived it through was. it. Well, nobody else was in the theater. Uh, that might have helped. In any of the theaters. Might have helped. It was just us <laughs> and this guy who owned the theater. It was really sad. <laughs> Glenn Beck program. Everyone, everyone is remodeling everything right now. But window treatments are easy to overlook. And that's the first thing you really think. It's like saying, well, lighting doesn't really matter in this photo. Yes, it does. Blinds.com makes it easy to get custom window treatments and it'll give your home a high-end look without a high-end price. Whether you like, you know, do it yourself, you need some design help, or you want them to do all of it from measuring to installing, they'll make it simple with easy online ordering and free shipping. Need some ideas? Check out the inspiration gallery at blinds.com to see real photos from real customers. The results speak for themselves. And for over 20 years, millions of customers have trusted blinds.com to update their homes. Plus, blinds guarantees the perfect fit. So whether you do it yourself or have them measure and install everything for you, now through Tuesday, September 8th, save up to 40% on everything at Blinds.com. The Labor Day sales event going on right now. Save up to 40% on everything at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? 
Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little apply coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back. Yeah, we're just talking about the whole COVID situation, which is like, you know, it's an interesting thing with this movie coming out. They're saying that the it's a dangerous activity to go to a theater still. It's high risk. It's high, it's high risk. It's in the red. They have a, mm-hmm. a, co- a color code that came out in a recent study that says that this is in the red, even if you're silent. Though, obviously, silent is, is, is better than a loud protest where you're screaming at someone on an outdoor uh, eatery with mm-hmm. your mask on. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you, it, it's one of those things where all you can... We, I think a lot of people are like, well, if, if, if Nancy Pelosi can go out without a mask on, I can do whatever I want. And it's like, well, no... Well, you can, you can, but, but like it would be better to take steps and lower your risk. That yes. doesn't mean you eliminate it. You can't eliminate it. Glenn got it on the middle of a ranch in Idaho. <laughs> we think. Uh, also, he brought four hundred people over his house, but that's a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible to get it right. Um, right, but you can do the things that you're comfortable with. And I wish, I wish the government would be more, more on that vibe of just saying, like, look, take mm-hmm. the steps you can. We have more radio show here in just a second with new unemployment numbers. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. New unemployment numbers uh, have come out. Pretty interesting. Uh, What's going on? We'll share those with you coming up in 60 seconds. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. So no matter what goes on in the world, there are two things we can count on. New music, new podcasts. And the best way to listen? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. And I'm talking Apple. That's why I recommend and use wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, the best ones yet with six hours of playtime and seamless Bluetooth pairing. You'll get more bass than in previous models, a noise-isolating fit that really allows you to focus on what you're listening to. Raycon's E25s also have more compact design than ever. They're stylish, discreet, no wires, no stems hanging out of your ears ever. Raycon was founded by Ray J and counts celebrities like Snoop Dogg and J.R. Smith among the fans. They offer a 45-day return policy, so give them a try. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, I wear them too. Limited time, 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds at buyraycon.com slash back. Buyraycon.com slash back. 
So we got some pretty good economic news. How dare you? Pretty good. You, no. no. No? No. I mean, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad economic Horrible news. news. Just terrible. Terrible Ter- news. All news I mean, is terrible until November 4th. Don't you know that? I do know that. <laughs> that's yes. that's the rule in the media. That's yes. the one we have to hit. And then it's still going to be terrible depending on who wins. It depends on who wins. Yes. It, you now, it could still be terrible <laughs> until January 20th-ish. That's what I'm saying. If by, I, even I, if I love hearing that, too. <laughs> we might not know until uh, Inauguration Day. We might not even know then. <laughs> okay. All this stuff Brother. All this stuff has a political angle to it. Sure I lo- I, people were like, you know, Trump's like, uh, the Trump, they're like, the Trump administration has asked all uh, states to be ready for the vaccine on November 1st. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> I love that. It's funny because uh, now the left is all anti-vaccine. Then now... <laughs> All right, of a sudden, yeah. everyone on the left has become anti-vaccine <laughs> because Donald Trump is working on a vaccine. Uh, now, he's not in the laboratories. I don't know if they know that. He's he's helping to coordinate the efforts, which have been pretty impressive on this. Uh, but it does not mean that he's going to be actually... He's not going to be injecting you. Uh, if you're in the left right now, don't worry about it. Don's not really? coming to your house with a needle. Okay. Okay, so just that so you know. That is a relief. Uh, so the unemployment numbers are out. And this is... It is really interesting. Tell me, let me give you this premise first, Pat, and you tell me if you think this is a legitimate premise. The election is coming in November. That part I think you'd agree with. Mm -hmm. We lost a bunch of jobs because of the coronavirus situation, and -hmm. we're bouncing back now. Yes. If Donald Trump can bounce that back to the levels we were at before the coronavirus, he's likely to be elected. I would think so. Right? Because that would be incredible. That would be be the V. If this was just a... And again, a lot of people have died. I'm not minimizing uh, the COVID situation at all. Mm-hmm. But if, if what we have here is a situation that we're hit out of nowhere with a, a global pandemic, the worst one we've seen in 100 years, and our economy has bounced back to full levels or close to full levels within, you know, eight months, seven mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. that is a really good case for the president to make. Like the president no can say that is he will have a good argument to make to the American people at that time. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing these numbers come in now and there is a bounce back. Will it get to those levels? I don't know. Let me give you a couple of uh, uh, numbers here, Pat. Let's go back to a year ago. This is the, the unemployment rate every month. 3.5, 3.6, 3.5, 3.5. Let me go into 2020. 3.6, 3.5, March 4.4, April 14.7. So 14.7 is That's a, a big jump. A, a big jump. 10 points in yeah. one month. That was huge. May drops it from 14.7 to 13.3. And by the way, keep in mind, we thought it was going to keep going up. Yeah. It might hit 20 or th- or 30% is what they were saying. Yeah. I mean, that four, when, that? when 14.7 came out, there were a lot of calls of, of, of north of 20%. Yeah. The, the predictions yep. did not come to pass. <laughs> 14.7 in April. Instead, it went down. Right. 13.3 in May. 11.1 in June. Wow. 10.2 in July, and Still today's n- today's number came out just a few hours ago, 8.4%. 8.4%? Now, 8.4%. Wow. That's high. High. We were just talking about 3536, right? But when was it 8.4% last? This is mm. fascinating. And Just trying to think. 84 to me still feels really high for an unemployment rate. Right, but not after fourteen points. Not after fourteen point seven, but it still seems like but okay. We still got a ways to go. High. Yeah. Well, the last time we had an eight point four percent unemployment rate was actually eight point five. Barack in Obama, December two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. What I thought was fascinating, Pat, is if you look at this exact, we've had we had Barack Obama for two terms, right? Yep. 
And then we have um, uh, Donald Trump and Donald Trump comes in and he's running for re-election. So if we look at the exact same time in Barack Obama's presidency, we'd be a few months before his election in 2012. If you go back to the exact same month, August 2012, as compared to August 2020. Now, remember, no coronavirus in August 2012. Uh in August 2020, the unemployment rate is 8.4%. In August 2012, it was 8.1%. So wow. all, he's running That's amazing. right now is almost amazing. identical unemployment rate as the brilliant economy of Barack Obama that was praised universally should be talking at the about time. That. Should, somebody he, should be talking about and, that. And you know what? Next month, he's going to be ahead probably because if this continues to improve, the next month, uh, September 2012, it was 7.8. Same with October for Barack Obama going into seven, his election eight. 7.8 well and you remember at its highest when it peaked and it was it was before the election uh campaign mm-hmm. i think it was in 2010 yep. maybe 2011 somewhere in there yep and it was if i remember correctly 9.8 percent yeah 9.9 9. 9. 9. march and april of 2010 okay. and now, what is what did he say about that well at least it's not 13 or 14 or right. 15 percent yep it's not fifteen percent, and that was when we came up with the whole okay, metric wow. of created and saved jobs. Remember that? <laughs> yes, the created or saved jobs metric. Right. Which we were like, wait a minute, what is that metric? Oh, you just invented that out of thin air. Which they did. Which they did. Um, so eight point four percent. Now that's look. We still that means we still have ways to go, but mm-hmm. we are going in the right track. Let me give you the job loss numbers here. Um, so this is you know we we bounced around. Um, uh flat here for a while so we had let me see i'm gonna look this up real quick pull this up for you this, so this is um labor force participation rate I'll give you this so we're at um uh, here we go uh, sorry i'm there's i'm looking at a bunch of different stats here at the same time okay here we go job losses and gains this is the easiest one for people to understand is this um, the one where we were getting uh like two three hundred thousand yeah people, exactly uh, so per month so you have, uh, in, this is people going back to work, uh, getting jobs. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So this is going back to September again of 2019. Gained 208,000 jobs, 185,000 jobs gained, plus 261, plus 184. So times were really good. We're, yeah, we're doing hundreds of thousands solid, every month. Solid numbers. Yeah. Plus 214, plus 251. That's February 2020. Then the coronavirus <laughs> thing kicks in. We go minus 1.4 million. Okay. Yep. Now that number is massive minus 1.4 million massive that's but we, there were forced closures everywhere exactly which is why april is a little uglier than march yeah, yeah, so minus 1.4 million in march minus 20.8 million yeah that was in a shock april. to the system 20.8 million 20 almost 21 million people in a month yeah so Oof. i mean that is that's rough however that's a body blow right there to right. the economy then you go plus yeah. 2.7 million in May. So right after the 20 million lost, the next month we gained. We gained. How many? 2.7 million. Wow. Which again, 2.7 million would be, there's this ridiculous thing, both sides month. going back and forth, where the left is saying, this is the worst year ever, and the Republicans uh-huh. are now starting to say, this was the best month ever. Yeah. And it's like, well, both of those are ridiculous, right? <laughs> right. Like, I, right. we're bouncing back, and that's great. Uh, but we had a lot of room to bounce back. And the idea that you're going to po- point this is like, oh, this economy is crashing. I can't believe Donald Trump. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little thing we're dealing with right now called a pandemic. It's kind of a big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, mm-hmm. So we go minus 20.8 million in April, then plus 2.7 million jobs in May, then plus 4.8 million 
in June. Wow. Then in July, plus 1.7 million. And in August, plus 1.4 million. That's the new number. So the job losses in March and April were 22.1 million. The job gains since then have been 10.6 million. We've gotten so almost half, basically half about back. halfway there so far. Wow. Now, the negative look at wow. that is to say it's slowing, right? We went 4.8 million, 1.7, 1.3 in the last three months. So it is mm-hmm. the rate is slowing. And if it doesn't pick up, we are not going to get back to you know, full by November, which is a ridiculous. I mean, that would be incredible to be honest. I don't expect it that. Would. If you can, if you can show but real improvement the in the economy, yeah, recovery that they're looking for, right. that would be it. Would be inarguable, right? Yes. If they could get back, and that would to be even, nice to have an inarguable, inarguable point. Yes, that would be nice. I don't think we're going to get all the way there. He's got two more months. Trump's got two more months because remember, we will not have November numbers by the election. Obviously, it will still be in November. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think I. Th- Think we get October? Uh, maybe we will we even have October numbers. He at least has one more month of September. Yeah, I, I don't think know if they'll have, come out that Thursday, right? We'll have. Uh, so that'll be Tuesday. It'll. It will be it, after, right? Because yeah. it's the first Tuesday be after November, the election. First Thursday, yeah. So we will mm-hmm. not. So he's got one more month here. He could probably tack on a couple million more, and he will have the weekly reports that will that will have come in uh, before the election. So he'll have an mm-hmm. argument as to, but probably what you're looking at in if we're looking at this realistically. He's probably Donald Trump is probably going to be uh, telling you the night before the election that he's bought, brought back between sixty and seventy percent of these jobs, which is great, uh, really. Which is yeah, and look, the, it's the pretty impressive is, in a few months. The problem is some of the businesses that were forced into being shut down are not coming back, no. and so neither are those jobs. No, so you've lost uh, already in New Jersey. You lost thirty percent of all restaurants. Jeez. And and they're thinking that might go to fifty percent before before it's done, and uh, New York still isn't open for indoor dining yet. Which is so incredible. You got all those restaurants struggling to make ends meet on twenty five percent of outdoor uh, area being filled every day. Well, that's not enough for these guys to make ends meet. Of course not. So that's why you that's need, the problem. And this is the thing I keep coming back to. The problem, a big problem with this economic argument is that so much of it is in the hands of one of the worst people in our society, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Because we had, obviously, we all understand, even even most libertarians I've talked to about this, understand and agree that when the government comes to you and says you need to stay home for a couple months, the government needs to step in and make that right. It's almost, right. it's closer to... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's closer to a eminent domain situation than it is a bailout, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, we're going to take this from you. We're going to take two months of your work. Yeah. Here's your compensation. And when that's we forced have to do on you time. by the government, right. then the government's responsibility is to you and to I make that right. Almost everyone agrees that should be, yes. that should happen for a short time. Yeah. Not forever, but for a time, there should be some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, exactly. government exchange. So that happened, and it did protect. Obviously, you know, there's some there's some ability to be able to just pay your way out of these problems for a short time. So that's what we did. We spent mm-hmm. we spent trillions of dollars to make it so it was only 20 million people who were losing their jobs and not 70. Right. So that has happened. It is also now expiring. If you were on unemployment, you know this. If you're one of those 20 million people, you know this, right? Where you lost your job, the unemployment 
they gave you the $600 a week bonus, basically, to cover the fact that they told you that you had to lose your job. Mm-hmm. And that has now run out. If you were a, a small business, they gave you money to bridge the gap here. That has now run out. And not everybody got it. And not everybody got it anyway. It was not well run anyway. It was, you know, it was thrown together. It's the government. That's how they do things. This is what happens. Not well. So now that's all expired. The Republicans and Democrats both say that it should continue, obviously. And now Nancy Pelosi isn't even, I mean, she's not even negotiating about it because she knows she holds this Mm -hmm. in her hands. And if you are one of these people who think that Nancy Pelosi cares so much about people that she won't destroy the economy for a couple of months to get Donald Trump out of office. Of course she would. Of course she would, right? Like, I, I don't even, I, I don't know that there's a hesitation in me that says that Nancy Pelosi would, if she's going to oh, ch- have a choice absolutely. between potentially helping Donald Trump's election uh-huh. and hurting millions of people, I, uh, not every, not every Democrat I would say this about. Nancy Pelosi, I absolutely say it about. She would absolutely. much more uh, prefer she doesn't want the economy to come back not until she november doesn't want the jobs to come back she may you know right not until november at least right if they if they win she'll be happy to try to bring them back but this is something where basically republicans are agreeing with democrats yeah i know we got to throw trillions of dollars at this problem and so these numbers may get worse because of what is happening with this government program yeah. again like we all realize this is not sustainable we can't just pay our way out of this forever but to try to bridge this gap is important. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, look, she doesn't want to do it because she knows it's going to help Donald Trump. So either one thing, one or two things are going to happen. She's either going to not uh, further this government program, which is going to obviously hurt in the short term, or she is going to extract such severe penalties and ask for mm-hmm. such crazy crap that may, <laughs> we may not want to sign it anyway. Yeah. So it's a tough spot for, for Republicans right now. Triple eight seven two seven back. Attention sleep apnea patients. Do you hate your full face mask? Tired of the severe pain and discomfort? Now you can eliminate the pain and torture of your CPAP mask and sleep in total comfort. Invented by an actual sleep apnea patient, this incredible product ends the need to use awful full face masks. And because it has no straps and no headgear, you'll be comfortable and get your best CPAP sleep ever. Go to nomask.com, N-O-M-A-S-K.com to end your nightly torture. That's nomask.com. On September 18th, don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. You are an American spy. What? Infidel tells the story of one man's incredible journey of faith and survival after being kidnapped in the Middle East. And his wife's courage to never give up on him. This is terrorism. When his country abandoned him, his freedom became her mission. I came here to save his life. Starring Jim Caviezel. Do your job. See Infidel, only in theaters September 18th. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Just uh, looking at some of the uh, some of the coverage of President Trump's campaigning. It's interesting to me that everywhere he goes, he doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> and I think that's just an in your face to people. Yeah, that maybe doesn't need to be there because if he just wore a mask, you just take that one argument away from them. 
You know, right? And it's it, like I don't want to wear a mask either, but I do where where it's required. Like to go to a restaurant, I put on the stupid mask. Yeah. Keep it in my car. Put it on before I go into church because they require it. So I don't freak everybody out in there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I wouldn't wear it if everybody wasn't going to be freaked out. But I don't want to freak people out. So. You know, they're going to accuse you of killing their grandmother if you're not (laughs) wearing a mask. It's just not worth it to me. Uh, But to him, I think he's just making that point, just jabbing the Democrats a little bit. I think so, too. I mean, you could argue, I think, correctly, that probably the person who needs to wear, in any given situation, needs to wear at least is Trump because a lot of times people are tested around him. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone around him is tested pretty much every day. Uh, So it's, you know... It's a little bit of a blown, you know, blown out of proportion argument with the president. They're like, well, why isn't he wearing a mask at a speech? Well, I don't know. He's at a podium. He's by himself. He's outside. Everyone around him is tested every day. And when you're speaking, you're going to take the mask off. You're going to take it off, right? I would say, like, should they have everyone in the audience wearing masks? I mean, probably. I just don't, don't know what the upside of that is. But I guess they're just saying, hey, you know, do what you want to do. And I guess that's... This is where I think I... The mask thing is interesting. It really bothers some people. Really bothers them. Big I will time. say, when it's 105 degrees outside in Texas, yeah, there's, I don't. I just wouldn't I, go to a place where they required me to, <laughs> yeah, to wear a mask. No way, because it's too hot. But it doesn't. In normal circumstances, walking around the grocery store, it honestly doesn't even. It's it's annoying at some level. To, mostly because but I it's, keep forgetting it. It's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Now, some people, they're, oh, well, I have this ailment or that ailment. Well, then I'm not talking about you. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people who, the, the average person, it's a little bit of an annoyance, but it's not the most uh, worst thing in the world. That's where I am with it. Yeah. It's an annoyance, but I'll do it because I don't want to make a big thing out of it. I think, though, it's just become this weird cultural statement. It has that, Like, if you wear a mask, that means you're this, like, you know, you're on the right, you're this wuss. Mm-hmm. And on the left, you are God. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is not a sensible way of handling this, is it? Like, to mm-hmm. be, the, 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 the media has done a real, I think, a real disservice by prioritizing the mask over all other things to the extent yeah. that it, I would think if you're on the left right now, you think that if you wear a mask, you cannot get it. You're completely safe. You're completely safe. And that's and that completely untrue. True. It does show like there's a couple things where it does seem to help. It seems to cut the the spread by about 30 percent, by right? about 30 percent in the in a, in a worst case scenario. So it might be a little more than that in a normal scenario. Mm-hmm. However, but that's not huge. No, it's not huge. But it's significant. It's not nothing. I mean, that's thirty yeah. percent like is a is a big difference. Even if it's just thirty percent, some studies have shown more than that. Um, the other side of that, though, is it seems to show uh, to um, lessen the uh, symptoms. So, like, you might get it, but you might not get it as badly, a, as bad a case because you're not getting the the viral load um, that you would mm. get without the mask. Both of those are arguments for it. If if you know you have some ailment where you can't wear a mask, well, then you know you, you can't don't. wear it, right? Right. But, but like. It does not mean you will not get it. And the media has made this case. It's like, well, you're a good person and you'll be healthy if you wear a mask. <laughs> and you will be, you're a bad person and you'll die if you don't. And that sort of ridiculous reporting has really hurt the situation, I think. Yeah. It's you know? just divided America, yeah, too. It really has. put us at each other's throats. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So summer is still around, and based on the way that 2020 has been going so far, it'll probably around be around for another, I don't know, eight or nine months, I would imagine. Uh, it'll probably be around forever. 
One of the things that everybody likes to do uh, that makes the summer actually enjoyable, even in 2020's uh, summer, is grilling out. Well, if you could grill out all year long, wouldn't that be amazing? It's true if you're a proud owner of a Rectech. With its solid uh, stainless steel technology and its great build, uh, and they also have this smart grill thing. We've talked about this, Pat. Smart grill technology. Uh, you can yeah, basically go on your phone with an app and have everything done for you. So even when it gets cold outside, you're going to be able to grill outside. That's going to be amazing. Uh, best of all, while you are uh, having your rec tech out there doing all the work, you can be wherever you want to be controlling the perfect temperature from an app on your phone. Rec tech, it's sturdy. It's smart. It's dinner time. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. Uh, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. This is the best grill you can get pretty much anywhere. And uh, you can get it for way, way less of a price than some of its competitors. Rectech.com. Miss Glenn special yesterday on uh, or the day before on Big Tech and the election. Check it out now on demand at blazetv.com. Promo code Big Tech. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, the Atlantic has written uh, just an amazing article on President Trump, of course, um, making him look, this might make him look as bad as anything I've read, it, because supposedly he's saying super disrespectful things about uh, American soldiers who fought in World War One and World War Two and are buried in France. Now, I don't believe this article. I don't believe this for a second. Um, when he was in France in 2018, he was supposed to go to one of the one of the cemeteries where the uh, American soldiers are interred, and uh, supposedly it was raining, and so the helicopter couldn't fly. Now they say that's not true. That was just an excuse he used. And then he said the secret secret service refused to drive him there, and and they're saying that's not true. But what they're saying is true is that President Trump said, "Why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers." Come on, I don't believe for a second that Donald Trump said that about American soldiers buried in France. Uh, that I, I just there's no way. And then they try to. They try to spin this as, see, there's evidence that he's done this because look how he talked about John McCain. Well, John McCain was an adversary for one thing. He didn't like John McCain. John McCain didn't like him. Mm-hmm. They both said really bad things about each other. Yes. And Trump, obviously, famously at the beginning of the campaign, <clears throat> you know, said that, uh, you know, why is he such a hero? Uh, you know, what, what was it? it was, I uh, respect people who don't get caught. I like caught. people who don't get caught or don't yeah. get captured. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he went back and forth with McCain and said all sorts of things about McCain. That's Donald Trump is capable of saying something bad about any individual he doesn't like. The idea that Donald Trump is sitting around saying, generally speaking, troops that have died in service don't buy are, are losers is, I just don't believe Losers it. and suckers. Now, total op- one thing I do know about and we all know about, I think, Donald Trump, is he loves his country and he loves the military. Yeah. 
Uh, and There's no way he would have said this about American troops. It's completely inconsistent. Now, look, he he obviously throws things out a lot that are not necessarily the the, the greatest idea to you know as far as you know he gets in trouble he gets himself in trouble he creates a sure. lot of his own problems we all know this but I mean the idea that behind the scenes he's sitting here bashing troops as losers is completely inconsistent with with everything mm-hmm. we know about Donald Trump. I understand that he calls kind of everybody losers, and this is going to be believable to anyone on the left who already hates him, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the Atlantic, mm-hmm. the the Biden campaign is already leaning into this. They're doing a uh, they did a a conference call with uh, you know v- left wing veterans organization. Tammy Duckworth was on the call. Oh boy, uh, uh, you know they're they're going to try to lean it. They're going to put da- Tammy Duckworth now out there saying, "I well, I fought for this country. I'm not a loser." You know, all this is going to happen now. Right. They're just going to act as if this is true. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. There's been multiple people who have come out on the record and say this is not true from the administration. But there's no way to disprove that someone said something in private when you don't tell us who's. You, you're not giving us the source of this comment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're not telling us who said it. You're not telling us uh, enough detail to figure out who said it. And everyone who was there that we know was there is saying he didn't say it. So I, I don't see what you can take out of this in reality. The The difference is, of course, the, the left is depending on something that isn't real. Right? They're, they're going to try to just promote him as some troop hater, which... It's just Come on. I mean, you think the military is falling for this? Do you think our troops are falling for this? I hope if you're not. in the military out there, are you falling for this? I can't imagine most people who are trying to make their mind up are going to be fooled by this. It's really going to be more of a left-wing f- fundraising situation than anything else. Because there's no... Come on. <laughs> yeah, Come on. I, who, I, 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 honestly, if you would have ran this story with someone who is very anti-military, in that's a Democrat in uh, in our government i wouldn't believe it let alone donald mm-hmm. trump who's like main thing he's tried to do over the past couple of years is have a giant military parade in washington dc <laughs> like the guy like of all things you're going to accuse him of being anti-troop it's just silly it's just silly plus he's increased their budgets he's increased their pay multiple times mm-hmm. i mean the guy his actions and we've said this a million times don't pay attention to what he says pay attention to what he does and what he has done regarding the military has been incredibly positive. He's he's really tried to restore the military to where it needs to be and where where it should be, because Barack Obama did everything he could to tear down the military and to def- def- defund them. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's really hard to believe that he would call them losers and suckers. But they say he has a lot of fear. He doesn't see heroism in fighting. Uh, several observers told me that Trump is deeply anxious about dying or being disfigured, and this worry manifests itself as disgust for those who have suffered. <laughs> okay, so what? we're going into this deep psychological situation that they don't know anything about. They will do and say anything, anything to remove him from office. Yep. Anything. And, and they're doing that. It's a, it's incredible. <laughs> they, they've lost any connection with these general principles of journalism of Mm -hmm. fairness of honesty like here's what you do if you're a journalist this is a quick little if you you want let me give you a master class you know the master class ads you see all the time on instagram Mm -hmm. there's a stuber gear master class on journalism here has here's how it goes if you have someone who's saying something like this that is totally Mm -hmm. against uh the uh the premise the the idea of uh you know 
the public facing idea of of what a, of who a person is, and they're making this absolutely ridiculous accusation that the president behind closed doors said something. Have them name themselves. If you've got four people, get one of them to say who the hell they are. I understand that sometimes people do things off record, and that's an important part of journalism. But with something like this, that's not even policy-based. It's just like, this guy's a bad guy. Can you come up with one person who can back it up? Four unnamed sources? Like, do we even know if they had four unnamed sources? At this point, with the way the media is acting right now, I would question whether they even had anyone. Now, maybe they have someone, maybe they have four people who say it. I don't know. Because you could easily have four people who would make it up, right? Mm -hmm. This is the problem with unnamed sourcing. We don't know who these people are. We don't know if they just hated Trump from the beginning. We don't know any of it. But, I mean, you can get some value from unnamed sources in certain circumstances. Just like, hey, this guy trashes the military when 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 you're not around listening. He's trashing the military. It's not even a news story. Right. If, if you have something on record, then give it to me. If you don't, it's just it's not even journalism. It's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of rumors. That's all this is. And it's the rumors that are against everything we know about this guy. If you were to tell me that Donald Trump behind closed doors was saying offensive things about some hot woman who passed by, <laughs> I might believe that. Right. That doesn't mean it's journalism. Yeah, right. But at least it's consistent with some of the stuff he's done in his life. And you turn this around, you know, like on every topic, you turn this around and make it about Barack Obama. If oh. we started saying that Barack Obama said these things behind closed doors and then acted as if it was absolute fact and spread it around, they'd be calling you racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And irresponsible. And a conspiracy theorist and everything else that they, they could possibly think of. It's just another election tactic. Uh, it is. And I don't know. Does this, does this stuff move anybody at this point? I, I feel like probably those, probably those who hate him are going to hate him even more. Yep. And like, we're not going to believe it. But I so think, you're probably right. I think you've hit on that exactly right, Pat, is that this is a tactic that is largely aimed to, to suck money out of the left. This is not a tactic necessarily aimed at you who might be uh, on the right or you who might be uh, undecided or maybe leaning one way or the other. This is this is to suck money out of, you know, the the typical resistance member that, you know, the person who's tweeting every day about how bad Donald Trump is. It's to to remove more money from them, which in that sense, I don't necessarily mind. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead right. lie and take all their money uh the problem is they're of course going to use it in this election and this is it's just a tactic though this is not i mean i, I, I this is not journalism by the way this is the place that that fired and the guy who fired kevin williamson after hiring him after a week uh because they found in his in his history he was uh uh pro-life so you got you got that going on for you he got God wow. he was controversial about keeping babies alive, <laughs> and uh, oh, he got fired for he. a week for that. But uh, but you know we can just throw these things out there. And I don't know. Does he? Is it possible that he said something like this? Well, this is what they're trying to get to people. They're mm-hmm. trying to get. Well, maybe maybe he did. Maybe yeah, he's just put that doubt in your mind. Exactly. Just a little bit of doubt. I don't think mm-hmm. this one's even possible. Give me give me a name on record. Then we'll talk about it. That's at that point yeah. we'll talk about it. But it, even with that, you're still talking about a rumor. But at least it would be a rumor with a name next to it. You think we get to the debates? You think the debates are actually going to happen? Or are they going to find a way to weasel Joe Biden out of these? I tend to think they are going to happen. 
I hope so. I, 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 I can't and it's, look, help but think that's going to do a world of good for Donald Trump. That is definitely where I, I, that seems to be the strategy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you do what you can, get, keep this thing as close as you can, and in the debates, you crush him. Now, look, Biden has had good debate performances in his life. I, but not I in 2020, though. Anymore. Yeah, not in 2020. He did not have a good debate. Not Really, not one good one in 2020. No, uh, he looked lost even then. Yeah, and it's gotten then. worse since those debates. It seems to. It seems to. Now, back, he's had, he had a decent performance against Palin back in the day. He had a decent performance against Paul Ryan, even though, again, his right. tactics in both of those were incredibly dishonest him. and awful. Laugh at him. Yeah, total opposite against mm-hmm. Palin, though. Palin was very, like, he held, he, he stood back. He stayed calm and rational. Against Ryan, he was attack, 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 attack. He plays his roles. I mean, Biden is a professional mm-hmm. politician. He's been doing this for 50 years. So he knows what he's doing in this realm. And I think he looks at it as, I just need to survive this moment. He doesn't need to win. You know what? I was thinking about this. If I'm a Biden strategist right now, if I was the Biden campaign today, what I would be doing is I would be sending Kamala Harris all over the country and raising money and doing all that. Have her take care of that sort of stuff. Yep. And what I would do is I would take five different people that were incredibly familiar with Donald Trump and had really studied him. Five different ones. And every day I would rotate through a different Donald Trump impersonator, not impersonator like what he's trying to do his voice, but someone who understands his style. Mm-hmm. So you'd have multiple different takes on where he might go. And I would do mock debates every single day. Every day I would be there against a new person who had a different take on Donald Trump. So it would be really difficult. You, you would have experienced every situation you know, everything that Trump could throw at you, you'd be at least prepared for. And I would insert crazy things in there. Stuff that's totally out of the realm of normal possibility. That because he that might will try. happen. He could try. <laughs> will happen. He needs to be prepared for everything. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I would be doing my time. I wouldn't have him out here speaking. I, I, none of this matters. It, 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 hide until, the, until these debates happen. But you need to perform well in those debates. Now, I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't. What's interesting and the reason why I think the debates will happen... Is because I think, look, we keep saying Joe Biden is is out of it. Joe Biden, all these people are telling him what to do, and he's basically a puppet at this point. I think that bothers Biden. Oh, big time. Biden's been doing this for 50 years. He was vice president of the United States for eight years, and it ended only a few years ago. You know, only 2017, in January, he was still vice president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think in Joe Biden's heart, he believes if I had run in 2016, I would have beat Donald Trump. He does believe that. So this is a guy who, when his people come to him and say, just don't say anything, <laughs> just don't debate, just it's stay out of his way. Him. It's insulting to him and it pisses him off. Just like the Hunter stuff pisses him off. Yes. It's under his skin and he's still, mm-hmm. like we could say he, he's still the candidate. He still is the guy who makes the decision at the end of the day. And I think he is, screw you guys, I'll go out there, debate him, and I'll kick his ass. Yeah. I think that's what Biden thinks. Even though, and it's going to make him vulnerable. Even though Nancy Pelosi tried to help him out yeah. and said, don't tell Joe I said this because he'll be really mad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there should be no debates. And you saw his reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, pissed. we're no, shut up, right. basically. Like, I'm right. the candidate. I'll decide if I want to do these debates. And he wants to do them. He wants he to does. prove to everyone you know, he's like that boxer who's a head on points mm-hmm. and wants to come out and try to knock that guy out in the last round and winds up getting hit with a right cross. You know, that is who Biden is. And everyone in his corner is saying, just, just stay away. <laughs> it's a, you're, Apollo Creed, just stay the <laughs> stay hell away. away from him. What's Don't he let him do? hit you. 
And, you know, there's Rocky Balboa with a big left. I mean, that yep. is really where where at least they see they, they, that, that they are right now. And I think Biden wants to talk his way into a knockout. And that's dangerous, man. And we'll see what happens. September 29th is the first one, just a little over three weeks away. Wow. Three weeks. You're listening to Glenn Beck. According to a Forbes columnist, you need to own gold because it is money and it has intrinsic value. Owning gold keeps all of your eggs out of one basket. So add physical gold, one of the few assets that has no counterparty risk. You need to speak to Goldline and learn how easy it is to add physical gold to your portfolio, your IRA, or even your 401k. 866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information and find out if gold or silver is right for you. 866-465-3546. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. After being kidnapped in the Middle East, one man must hold on to his faith to survive, and his wife must find the courage to never stop fighting for him. He's caused an international incident. I can't give up on him. his country abandoned him for sharing his beliefs. This is terrorism. His freedom became her mission. See Infidel, starring Jim Caviezel, only in theaters September 18th. for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program on this Labor Day weekend. Hard to believe it's already. We're already to Labor Day. Is that amazing? Where did the summer go? Incredible. Incredible. I mean, we're now, what, two-thirds wow. of the way through the baseball season? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> like that came. I mean, yeah. it's only 60 games, but it's, it's there. Football Have you paid starts. much attention? Have you paid your usual attention to the base, baseball season? You know, as a, a fan of America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, <laughs> I uh, there's a expanded playoffs mean we've got a shot this year so i'm right. kind of, i am kind so of you watching. Are paying do they games. still have a shot they're yeah they're, they're currently in the playoffs which oh. uh oh. Not, a little bit to do with the fact that they've added meaning several teams. if the playoffs were held today yes. they'd be in them yes okay they still have 20 games left though. i have paid zero attention to major league baseball this year yeah you know as i've pl- i've paid the exact same amount of attention to the nba the nba is the hardest one to watch as someone who's tried to watch these sports the nba is just a left-wing political it, it organization really that's it's unwatchable they're, it's unwatchable baseball now. baseball you know it's not it's not as nearly as much in your face i think the nfl will be in your face for the first week they at least they, they seem to be telling you that it's going to be only the first week we'll see how that goes oh. Yeah, we'll see how that Fingers goes. Fingers crossed. I know. It's well, tough. you should just boycott it. Why don't you just not watch it? <laughs> yeah. Stu? Right, well, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> if the Eagles go zero and eight, then I'll start boycotting. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most of them trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there's a lot of options out there, there really is only one no-brainer, and that is Simply Safe. Simply Safe has everything you need for your protection for your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every single room, window, and door, tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and 
night ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there is an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician is required. There's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, just simple security. It all starts for $15 a month. See why U.S. News & World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Head to simplysafebeck.com. Get it right now and get a free HD camera when you order. It's simplysafebeck.com. Sebastian Gorka here with another pain relief testimonial for Relief Factor. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, keep sending me all kinds of wonderful testimonials from people who are no longer having back, neck, hip, shoulder, foot, or knee pain, just like this one. I lived for decades in a lot of extreme pain with my lower back and legs. And I heard about Relief Factor on the radio. I tried a three-week quick start. I'm so grateful to Relief Factor that I've gotten my life back. As I was getting older, my back pain just got worse and worse. But after taking Relief Factor, my back pain is gone. Truth is, your pain from getting older, exercise, or everyday living doesn't have to keep you from doing the things you love to do. Pete and Seth Talbot created a three-week quick start and then discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. You should give it a try. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800 500 8384. Whether you're working from home or working on fitness, it doesn't matter. You want to listen to what you want to listen to and not what your kids are listening to or somebody else is listening to. And right now is the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Raycon, the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of, let's be honest, the Apple. I mean, they just gouge your eyes out. They sound amazing. Raycons every day. E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime. Seamless Bluetooth pairing and more bass and more compact design that gives you a comfortable noise isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls, video chats, or just uh, listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Raycon, co-founded by Ray J. I just got my first pair. They are awesome. Really comfortable. They'll fit in your ears. The sound is perfect. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buyraycon.com slash back for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com. Com slash back. Uh, so we have uh, one more hour to go. Uh, by the way, news and why it matters. If you happen to be a, uh, a subscriber to the Blaze or you're listening to the podcast, the news and why it matters. Pat and I will be on the show with Sarah Gonzalez today. So it'd be something you might want to check out. In fact, we've been doing it most Fridays, uh, mm-hmm. Sarah, Pat, and Stu, which is kind of a fun, fun combo to go through the issues of the week. Uh, that'll be coming up today. Uh, Stu does America as well. Uh, you can check that out. Pat Gray Unleashed. Lots of great stuff. Plus, Glenn has had a couple specials. There's multiple new documentaries, one for Peter Schweizer, one from the Clarion mm-hmm. uh, Project uh, that, that are for Blaze TV subscribers. So much value right now with Blaze TV. Uh, not even going into the depth of all the different shows that are there. Uh, we really appreciate you subscribing. Radio show here in one more hour comes up in just a moment. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. 
Fascinating. Uh, they they actually found the guy who killed that Trump supporter last week. Just walked up to him and executed him in the street for no reason other than he's a Trump supporter. The guy who said, I'm 100% Antifa. Well, they found him, and uh, it did. It wasn't a good outcome for him when he met up with, with police. Uh, we'll get into that. Also, he apparently did an interview with Vice uh, somewhere sometime between when he shot the guy and killed him and when he himself was killed by police uh, last night. We'll get into that coming up in about 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you look at some of these Antifa members, you might uh, recognize that they have uh, some shaving issues. Maybe they should start doing it more. Uh, I don't know when it became so complicated. You know, you see these sort of commercials for all sorts of products claiming that they're going to make your shaving experience better when all they really do is clutter up your bathroom. Wouldn't it be nice if you just have one product instead of all these soaps and gels and foams and all the stuff they want you to buy? Well, good news. Shave Secret has got you covered. Shave Secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils. And it comes in a bottle small enough to fit in a travel case. I will say the bottle is so small, I don't know how they make any money because it lasts forever and it's a tiny, tiny bottle. Uh, I, I, it really is amazing. Um, and it will last you a very long time. With Shave Secret, all you have to do is put a few drops on your moist palm of your hand, rub it into the area you want to shave, and then go for it. You'll be left with the smoothest, best-smelling shave of your life, and you'll end up wondering where Shave Secret has been all your life. Say goodbye to all the crazy products and hello. To Shave Secret. Shave Secret is available regionally at HEB, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon, or you can go uh, to shavesecret.com. Nice and easy. Use the code BECK. You get a 10% discount. It's shavesecret.com. The code is BECK for 10% off. So the Antifa member, uh, 100% Antifa, who shot and killed the Trump supporter uh, the other day, was himself shot and killed last night when police caught up to him. Uh, And uh, apparently he went for the gun and and I guess he was going to have a shootout with police and he was on the losing end of that. So we lost him. We lost him. Mm. Uh, But Vice interviewed him, obviously, before that happened. He had some interesting things to say. Here's what he... Here's what he said. Lots of lawyers suggest that I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. I had no choice. I mean, I I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color. What? But I wasn't going to do that. That's not what was happening. He had no choice? Who was he going to kill? They were just standing there on the street corner. They, as far as I know, they were both unarmed, right? Yeah, there, there's uh, some potential. So earlier on in the day, they were shooting paintballs. Did you see this footage where the Trump guys were in the back of the truck and they were shooting yes. paintballs at some of the protesters and they mm-hmm. were spraying. I guess they were saying it was pepper spray out of the back at some of the protesters. It appears in one of the videos that the the person who was killed may have sprayed a little pepper spray in the direction that um, you don't die from that though that's not no, no it doesn't it does no. not mean like it's just an excuse right he's trying yes trying to say that he was innocent and was defending himself that's when clearly he was not clearly not it was just a murder 
Yes. And this is what happens. And you hear you hear uh, his friend or compatriot say, uh, there's a couple of them right here. There's a couple right here. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately you hear the gunshots. Yep. And they kill him. There's no they, excuse, So they were hunting no them. They were looking for them. Mm-hmm. Just really... Uh, uh, amazing, and 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 I will say this again because it's uh, seemingly lost in the in the news coverage of these events. There are a lot of people who are saying, "Well, these Trump supporters shouldn't have been there." Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse shouldn't have been mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain arguments uh, that I would agree with on that front. But I will say this: when we had Charlottesville, what happened? You had bad guy people. Uh, mm-hmm. who are out there bad yeah. bad uh, groups of people on who, both sides <laughs> no yeah, don't you dare on both sides no all people were good on one side and all people are bad on the other um no you had one you know white supremacist obviously terrible out there mm-hmm. protesting um uh, and doing their thing then you had anti-protesters antifa were some mm-hmm. of them some of them were just regular people who were there to say i don't want this in my town the bad guys who were there and and doing their um their tiki torch jews or will not replace us thing one of them ran over one of the counter protesters at no point did anyone say the counter protesters should not have been there including on the right, right. by the way that's true. no one ever said oh that cow those counter protesters should not have showed up they should have been there nobody said that mm-hmm. now with this with both of these situations in um in in the in the uh, in it was portland and kenosha right the yes two, or the two areas yeah the portland one and, and the kenosha one no one's everyone's saying oh well those those counter protesters should never have showed up they basically caused it they called it on themselves and it's like well no that's not the way this works you know this guy murdered a trump supporter for no reason right and we were all supposed to say, well, it was his fault for showing up to be a counter protester. It's not what they said about Charlottesville. We can both, we That's can sure. all pretty much agree here that people like this guy who murdered them were, were bad people. They're rioting, they're breaking windows, they're terrorizing these communities. Counter protesters mm-hmm. show up, one of them gets killed, another one gets attacked, and then has to fire back. And what we're supposed to believe is it's their fault for showing up as counter protesters. It's a totally different construct than last time. We just we just reverse those rules. Last time it wasn't the counter protesters' fault for getting run over by a car. Obviously, it wasn't, and the right <laughs> mm-hmm. agreed with that. Now, when it happens the other way around, the left just changes all their rules, and the media changes all of its rules. It really is frustrating. It's really frustrating. None of this really is based is. on truth anymore, Pat. It's just what, what's the feel? I don't know. How what can we get away with today? Yeah, it um, really is frustrating. This whole thing has been so bizarre and so frustrating from the very beginning. Uh, another of those frustrating situations is this poor owner of the Minneapolis salon that rioters uh, set on fire mm. and burned. This woman's business was completely gutted, completely burned, um, almost to the ground, but it wasn't uh, absolutely burned to the ground. So it was too dangerous, the city said, to allow to stand. So the city went in and tore it down the rest of the way Mm -hmm. and sent the bill to the owner uh, of the salon for $200,000. This is is not the only case of this either. It's happening to several business owners there. I mean, if that's not frustrating, it makes zero sense. When the woman was in 
uh, no way responsible for any of it. In fact, she just lost her business because you didn't protect it from mm-hmm. the city. The city of Minneapolis didn't protect it from the looters. Yeah. So she lost that to fire, lost her livelihood. And then on top of it, when they tear the building down, they give her the bill for $200,000. Incredible. And I, That's not America. I, no. You know, and, and one of these things, I've seen a couple articles. I know Beckett Adams wrote about this uh, in, uh, in Washington Examiner. And uh, I, there's been this case from the left, which has basically been, hey, it's just property. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yes, we know they shouldn't mm-hmm. be burning buildings down, but you know what? It's not important. It's not that's not important. They'll get they have insurance. They'll get their stuff replaced. Yeah. Well, okay. apparently, and, I, and like part of me said, wait a minute. Morally, this is reprehensible. What are you yes. talking about? You don't want to burn someone's building down. Even at the very least, if they got all their money back for the for the business from insurance, they'd still have months where they weren't selling their product. Right. Months where they you know had to lay people off. All mm-hmm. of these other complicating factors. But in the back of my head. I thought to myself, well, at least at the end of this, maybe they'll be made whole. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. Listen to some of this. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, like dozens of other investors whose properties were severely damaged in the May riots, the Kim family was stunned to discover that the money it would collect from its insurance company for demolition won't come close to the actual costs of doing the job. Most policies limit reimbursement to twenty-five to $50,000. But contractors have been submitting bids of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. In many cases, the price of the work is not much lower than the value of the actual property records show. Um, another one. Uh, this is a sports dome re- retail complex, a different company than the one Pat mentioned in St. Paul. Um, had uh, the the city hired a crew. They came in because it was an unstable building. They had to knock it down, and then presented a bill to the property owners for one hundred and forty thousand dollars to haul away the debris. Um, this is happening in place after place after place. Uh, another company mm. um, said they got a $125,000 bid, uh, but they only had $50,000 from their insurance. I, you know, big companies will have uh, uh, insurance that might cover them, like a McDonald's or a Wendy's might have insurance that's going to cover something like this. A small business doesn't. A small business right. is going to wind up having their lives destroyed over something like this and they will never be made whole many of them and this shouldn't matter but many of them are immigrant owned and minority owned businesses who likely supported these rallies and riots uh, at other times and now are paying for it and none of this is fair even if they had political uh, you know beliefs that are insane like Mm -hmm. some people do Mm -hmm. it's still not fair they should not have their stuff torched for no reason and i do think this is connecting not only to people in the communities but also people when it comes to the general election they're looking at this and they're saying wait a minute one of these parties is blatantly despite their recent denials blatantly on the side of the rioters they i Mm -hmm. mean the vice presidential candidate of the united states tried to raise money to get people who were accused of murder bailed out of jail and successfully, in some cases, in Minnesota. Yeah. She was raising money to get these people bailed out. <laughs> Jeez. That is... Incredible. How, unless you want a chaotic world, unless you want, you know, your life to be, uh, you know, some some uh, anti-war-torn, you know, you know, province 
of some African disputed territory, you know, like where where you have whites and blacks fighting each other and you have tribe after tribe going after each other and there's no stable government and no police unless you want that world in your future how can you want this how can you sit there sit there and embrace it whether you like donald trump or not Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine a world in which you're like cheering this on and 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 even you can tell the biden harris campaign has realized that this is true and and now we're trying to back off of it. But we're not idiots. We were all here. All the we all saw you doing it. Biden just said yesterday. Uh, let me quote what he said. Mm-hmm. I think what happened in Portland, where one of the Trump guys riding along in vans, inciting responses, shooting rubber bullets, I guess, or paintballs, he doesn't even know what the deal is. Right. Apparently, there was someone shot by someone in the crowd with a bullet and killed. So here's <laughs> Biden. <laughs> blaming blaming the victim Mm -hmm. in this particular case Mm -hmm. and and just minimizing uh the fact that the guy was killed by this screwball in antifa they just will not condemn the things that antifa do still haven't said the name as far as i know no they haven't you remember they went up to uh, jerry nadler on the street and and he would he said it was a myth antifa was a myth right it's not a myth to this guy who's dead I don't think I've seen a single Democrat condemn what they're doing or tell them to stop. And that, why or, is that I, hard? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, again, like Antifa. Are these your constituents? Are these the people you're trying to please? Are I mean, there's certainly energy on that side, and maybe they're just trying not to piss off, you know, those groups. But I mean, you know, they, they, how often, Pat, did they go after Donald Trump for not uh, denouncing the alt-right oh my. or white supremacists? They still do it. And he, and he did denounce those groups. He did. I, I don't know. I think he denounced the alt-right as well, but he definitely denounced white supremacists. I remember yes. that uh, specifically. Yes. Multiple times, over and over again. It was never enough. They don't have to do this one time with Antifa. They don't have to, do, they don't have to say, you know what? Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of good people who are who are who are rallying and 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 peacefully protesting and i think they should be highlighted more in the news coverage but i will say there is a sliver of of this group that is terrible and they're doing terrible things they don't even go that far because they won't they'll, they'll say well we don't like violence but they won't uh-huh. say black lives matter is, is is involved in it right they won't say antifa is involved in it they won't say that these groups are doing this all the time in left-leaning cities all over america why this is not hard you know i you shouldn't can, be you're not going to lose votes by saying antifa is too violent there's no like you lose the votes of the antifa members i mean i most of them just want to overthrow the entire government uh, and they're not going to vote most of them. most of them would be my guess triple eight seven two seven beck more coming up in one minute All right, got something you can do right now that'll save you a ton of money. Uh, You're going to wonder why you haven't done it before because you're going to see how much money you're saving. It's Get Honey. You'll start saving money as soon as you download the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. The way it works, super simple, no gimmicks. You're saving with the promo codes like you normally would. The only difference is Honey goes out and finds the codes for you. Honey can be added to your browser in seconds. 
And my favorite part, joining Honey and using Honey is absolutely free. You will not pay a dime. In fact, you can even earn gift card rewards shopping with Honey. They have saved over 17 million members $2 billion in savings, and you can start saving money too. So what are you waiting for? Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. They never sell your information. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. Click add Honey, and that's it. Start saving money right now. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. We were talking a while ago about uh, the one major movie that's finally coming out. It's been what? Is this six months now since we've had a major movie come out? I I think so. Yeah, March was something. Yeah, March, April, May, June, July. We're in in September. Yeah, it's been six months. And today, Tenet starts, and that that was a $200 million uh, budgeted movie. So they're hoping for some, you know, maybe, maybe they take in some serious money this weekend but someone has know, to we'll take see. this first step right yes and they're doing it and i think you would argue why not hold this until next year there's no it's not like most tenet. studios are most studios are they're they're yeah. backing it up till next year why take the chance i don't know why they're taking the chance with this i mean someone has to do it and i'm glad somebody's doing it mm-hmm. or the you know it never starts up again because the it, it is a very interesting chicken egg problem here which is you you can't open theaters all the theaters close so no one wants to release a movie. And theaters, well, they can open, but if there's no movies to show, no one goes. So why open? Mm-hmm, right. And, and this has been a difficult thing. This is why we, we talked about this earlier, where Pat and I went to this movie in May, right after, <laughs> there's like one theater in Texas that was open. It's right near where we work. And Pat and I went, we were the only two people, not <laughs> in the theater, but the entire building, other than the one owner and the person working the concession stand. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> It was sad, honestly. It was it was sad not only because the Vin Diesel movie we saw was terrible, but also <laughs> it was just a sad. It, it was like a wasteland. Yeah. And so what they did when they opened up was to show all the movies that were out in March. There, this movie, this Vin Diesel movie, came out in March, and so they had that on there. They had you know a bunch of movies that were like you know 1917, which is like more of a Oscar nominated. Been, been out for been out for a while. That was there. And over time, there were a few movies that were released by small studios, independent films, but really nothing came out for all these months. So, so there was is... somewhat of a drop-off at the box office, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Did it fall a little bit? Yeah, well, here we go. This is These are the numbers, <laughs> the weekend box office numbers. You tell me if you can t- detect when COVID started, okay? Oh, I'm not okay. going to give you the dates. Our, you oh, tell me wow. when COVID started. So this is going to be really hard. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really hard. Uh, $182 million for the weekend. 102. 97, 100 million, 53 million, 4,160. Wait, what? <laughs> 4,160? I'm going to give you a hint. One of those weeks was the first week <laughs> of the pandemic. Was it the week it went down to 100 million? <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, wow. good, good guess, though. Wow. Because uh, it did drop. <laughs> it did. It went from 100 million. <laughs> now, the first, if you remember, it was March 15th that Donald Trump though, made the um, uh, speech, the 15 days to, to, uh, to slow the spread. That was yep. March 15th. Okay. Um, so that, that weekend was March 13th through the 15th. That speech was on a Sunday. It, that weekend, it got cut in half before... You know, we had closed anything, right? I mean, it was mm-hmm. everything was still out. People were just not going out. 
it went from 100 million to 53 million and then the next week 4160 <laughs> then 3758 wow. then 4097 Wow. Then 14,612. Oh, Got to have a little boost there. Well, that was a big weekend. Drop back down to 3,675. 5,245. 12,000. So now we're into May. <laughs> now, we're at May, we're still at $12,000 for national box office. And keep in mind, May is the start of the summer blockbuster season. Right. Now, a lot so. of this happened for the very few drive-ins that exist out there. There oh, were a few yeah. drive-ins, so people were doing that. Um then uh, we got into May, and this I think is a fascinating story. It will be a great, a great trivia question someday. What movie um, in the middle of uh, in the middle of uh, of the uh, what, what was this? Yeah, it was one, two, three. I only see three here, but had multiple weeks at number one. Oh yeah, they're skipping weeks. It was six straight weeks at number one for a movie in 2020. The, the previous one that did six, six weeks straight at weeks at number one, one okay. was Black Panther. What was the next one? Ooh. You will win a trivia contest someday by remembering this name, The Wretched. It's a movie that almost huh. no one saw. It made like $50,000 a week, but it was number one for six straight weeks. Uh, we've now come all the way back, though. Last week was $12 million in the box office. So oh. we've come back to okay. 12% of, of a normal weekend. <sighs> uh, long way to go, though. Long way to go. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We've been talking about a great new startup in Dayton, Ohio called Tempogenics. It's a company that manufactures the Temp and Toss forehead thermometers founded by a couple of women entrepreneurs that I love. Temp and Toss is a non-invasive, easy way, and eco-friendly disposable forehead thermometer that registers temperatures in just seconds. It's never been easier to check for a fever, and it's never been more critical to keep your family and your employees safe. The entrepreneurs who brought this to the market are exceptional exceptional and proof that the american spirit is alive and well disposable thermometer strips are available in bulk order options to fit your business needs perfect for use in hospitals clinics emergency preparedness and for you and your employees as they return to work so go now to tempandtoss.com slash back to work tempandtoss.com slash back to work and receive wholesale pricing with the promo code beck usa tempandtoss.com slash back to work promo code beck usa your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Labor Day weekend. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. We are just talking about some of the numbers uh, that might surprise you a little bit because um, as far as COVID-19 and the, and the rates of infection and the death rates, it goes back and forth and back and forth on, on who's done a great job and who hasn't. Of course, New York's governor, uh. Andrew Cuomo, has done such an incredible job. No. I mean, look at him. There's still people alive in New York, aren't there? <laughs> well, that's true. There's a few people still left standing. There are. See, I, uh, Had he not acted the way he did, there wouldn't be. So. That's not true. That That's <laughs> definitely not true. He is the worst, man. I, I, I the, Oh, and he flaunts it. He flaunts it. He is. He, so here's a guy who is 
without question, there's no question about this, is mm-hmm. had the worst results of anyone in the world. Now, you can argue a couple of different places. You could argue New Jersey, who has a slightly higher Yeah, but those all rate, came from New York. those are all New York cases. Yeah. Right? New York spread it around the entire world. That That's the, mm-hmm. that's the strain. Uh, around Even the on the West world. Coast, right? Even it, on the West Coast. Don't they find that the California mm-hmm. infections are mostly from mostly New York? Mostly New York. You know, Wyoming, yeah. all, all, every place in, in, in the West Coast. You'd think it would come from the West Coast strain. Nope, came from New York. Uh, he has had more people die in his state than any other state. Right. He is... By a lot. Overtly, overtly lying about how many people died in nursing homes. And yes. the way he did that was to say that if someone was in a nursing home, got sick from COVID, it got so bad they brought him to the hospital, they're counting that as a hospital death. They are the only state in the union doing so. Well, did they die in a hospital or did they die in a nursing home? <laughs> well, you know what? The important <laughs> thing is not if they die in a hospital, right? The important thing is where where did they catch it? Where did they where did uh-huh. it come from? So okay, says you. Says me. Says yes, you. Yes, and every other state. In the union, okay, okay. Democrats and Republicans. Just you and in all the other states besides New York are saying that he's one of five states, <laughs> only five, that said, you know, it's a good idea. Is if let's say we have someone who has COVID, they go to the hospital, mm-hmm. they've tested positive. What if we bring them back inside the nursing home to put them around the most vulnerable population among us? That's a good idea. Well, no, oh, actually killed thousands of people. Oh, man. Only five states uh, did that. Yeah, but who saw that coming? Them. Nobody saw that coming. Everyone, including the people in his state who run the <laughs> facilities, who begged him in public letters not to do this. Well, you're acting like uh, like. Old people who live in nursing homes were more vulnerable than other people. That is how I am acting, because that is the uh, truth. Huh. That is the truth. Then, in addition to that, he was the only governor, the only state in the union, New York, that prohibited nursing homes from testing, even. Testing new patients coming into the nursing home. So you're going into your... Why you're would you do that? The nursing Seriously, home. why would you do that? Uh, well, they, they said. Luckily, you're asked a question, okay. which they've answered, Pat, Good. which is okay. great. And I think everyone will understand it. They said they didn't want people to be discriminated against based on their COVID-19 status. That's important. That's important. Is it? <laughs> you know, yes. is yes. it, Pat? Is, yes. it, is that an interesting I, point you bring up? I is hate it? discrimination. Let me push back a little bit. You know what's the worst thing in, in the world? What? Discrimination. No, it's worse than the pandemic? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, we know that because of the rallies. We do know that because the, of the rallies. The riots have told us, yep. hey, it's okay to go protest uh, <laughs> outside during a pandemic. There's one thing worse than dying. And that's being subjected to discrimination. Right. And luckily, these riots and rallies have, of course, stopped all racism. All. Uh, all. So that's now gone. gone. So all of those things are true. Mm -hmm. He comes out and brags about, I mean, the worst, the most uh, egregious thing he does is comes out and brags about the nursing home number and says he's 34th in the nation uh, in nursing home deaths when he knows that he's the only state that calculated them this way. The actual number, of course, is higher than any other state. Obviously, yeah. we all know this. He's the one. You know, he he's the one with all the bad policies, um, and uh, he was the one. Uh, and they also, the state had the most deaths. So, just by process elimination, we know Again, by, by a lot, lot, by a lot, about double yeah. any other state. And number two, I believe, is New, New Jersey, yeah. and those all came from New York. And uh, so, number, of, I think it's four or five, is Connecticut, which all came from which New all York. came from New York as well. Uh, you also look at other surrounding states that have major problems. Jeez. So, and, and the funny thing is, he'll come out and he'll be like, he's been doing this lately. You know, Donald Trump, he, he didn't do anything. Uh, he didn't ban European travel till it was too late. And, and we had the European strain. Number one, the European strain, where did Europe get it? 
you know, China. China. So it's still China. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, he, the fact that he wants to blame Europe is just bizarre. He's just it's just to try to push back mm-hmm. and try to make himself uh, in, the, in, in an argument with the president because he thinks it elevates him. Right. Yep. So I want to fight with the president because I'm Mr. Tough Guy. And you know, the other day mm-hmm. he's throwing the right stuff like, if he, this president comes to New York, you better bring his bodyguards, which is just a threat against the president of the United States. In fact, he said he should bring, bring an army. Bring an army. Well, you know, the president actually has one. He could, yeah. he could bring. Right. And he has bodyguards, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, threatening the president of the United States used to be something you didn't do. It's crazy. Andrew Cuomo breaking that string. This is Amazing. just all of these reasons, Pat, are why I've combined all of those together. And the only thing mm-hmm. I could do was come up with Andrew Cuomo is awful dot com. Which is where you can get your Andrew Cuomo's awful T-shirts, mugs, and and uh, masks. Okay. And why did I do that? Because do he's that? awful. Huh. I will say there was an issue when I <laughs> a minor issue when I did this. Uh huh. Many many uh, listeners and viewers uh, reached out and said, "Hey, Chris Cuomo is worse." Okay. And I said, you're right. That's why yes. we also have ChrisCuomoIsWorse.com. <laughs> so Andrew Cuomo is awful. ChrisCuomoIsWorse.com. The point here, though, is That's that great. this guy's had a free ride from the media. You all. From the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. Yes. And he's been praised. This is, you know, a person who has, after Trump came out and said, okay, we need to uh, ban European travel. Okay. Mm-hmm. After Trump came out and said, hey, just 15 days to stop the spread. And... You can argue, okay, you know, shutdowns. We, none of us like shutdowns, obviously, here in the, on the right. But And we certainly didn't like them in Wyoming, right? We didn't like them in Idaho. We certainly didn't like them in places where there was no problem at the time. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest issue. But New York, New York City, they probably should have done more to lock the thing down. I mean, it was, it, you know, it was a total disaster. And should have acted faster. And they should have acted much faster. When he was bragging that they weren't going to shut down. Right. Trump did, did the shutdown. It wasn't until... After that, after the European travel ban, after the national shutdown, Cuomo still waited before shutting down New York. He f- was fighting with de Blasio, Jeez. who de Blasio was saying, we got to not have the, you know, we're not going to have the kids go back to school. We're going to shut down the city. And he said, you know what? Well, I'm the one who would have to do that. And we're not doing it because mm-hmm. he's Mr. Tough Guy. And he's he I mean, his there's it's inarguable. Andrew Cuomo's policies are responsible for thousands of deaths thousands and you know what he's going to do he's going to release a freaking book next month explaining how wonderful he is and the <laughs> press is going to fawn all over him for it yeah it literally is about how he yep. handled covid right yep. mm-hmm. and amazing remember, and remember like this is when he was getting the the bulk of his really uh wonderful treatment he released a poster a colorful drawing which indicated him in his in his stupid Camaro <laughs> on the poster showing what a wonderful job he did by you know stopping the COVID mountain and trying to dunk on states like Florida, Arizona, and Texas on the poster. And he was selling the poster. Now, wow. of course, at that time, Florida, uh, Texas, and Arizona were increasing in cases. Uh, we, we didn't know how bad the outbreak would be. If you uh, watch Studios America, listen to this program, I'm sure, talk, uh, Pat, you talked about this as well, is that we said, look, we are gonna, we're in the middle of a flare-up in these cities in the South. Mm-hmm. However, it's not going to be nearly as bad as what happened in New York. And we outlined the reasons, many of which are that the governor, governors were handling it better. The states were handling it better. You know, DeSantis and Abbott were handling the situation in a, in a more efficient manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went over that, how it wasn't going to be as bad. 
he was saying like look at me ours are our deaths are at zero and and theirs are, are high well you know when you burn through your entire population and kill off most of the most vulnerable people by intentionally importing covid into nursing homes you know you're gonna have a lower death rate later on the problem is those people are already dead they can't die again although him trying to dunk on texas which has 10 million more people mm-hmm. overall than 10 million 10 more million more than new york does yep we have thirteen thousand deaths here in texas thirteen thousand mm-hmm New York, New York State, thirty-two thousand five hundred sixty-seven. Basically, three times three the deaths times as many with as, a lower population. Yes, with ten million less people. Yeah. The that's, death, that's incredible. It really is. It really is incredible, um, and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for mm-hmm. the media more. I mean, because you know, look, you 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 figure Cuomo was never honest. He was never competent. He was never a good guy. Uh, and he was a guy who, of course, is going to try to lie to protect himself. He's just like Chris. Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo, you can tell they're in the same family. They will lie at any point to say anything that will benefit them for one split second. If it, the difference is one cent in their pocket or one grain of power, what they will do is lie and lie and lie if it will just get them one little centimeter down the road towards them having more power or more influence or more fame or another TV hit. That's who they are. They've been that way forever. The fact that the media falls for it, embraces them, promotes them as if they did a good job. Chris Cuomo had a doctor who was prescribing bleach baths and various spices to cure his COVID-19, and then he's on television saying Donald Trump is promoting un, uh, uh, mm. unproven cures. His doctor, Amazing. as written up in the media by his wife, was doing all this crap. And not to mention breaking quarantine and all the other things we know about Chris. The, the, both of these guys are so awful. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's awful.com. So awful. And the media never holds them to account. It really is pathetic. And again, like when you look at deaths per million, here we go. Deaths per million. Number one, New Jersey. Number two, New York. Number three is Massachusetts. Number four, Connecticut. Again, all of those are tied very closely to New York. I mean, that's the whole corridor up there. Without question. The first state you get in the South is Louisiana, who's fifth at 1,080. So remember, New Jersey's at 1,800. New York at 1,700. Louisiana is at 1,080. Go all the way down. You got to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You get to Texas at 463. So, I mean, we're talking one third Mm. the death rate. If you take 1,700 per million is the number for New York. The the biggest numbers for countries around the globe, even little tiny ones. San Marino is number one, Pat. The, The country of San Marino had a very bad COVID problem. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I didn't know that. You d- I, it's very bad. I wasn't aware of San Marino's situation. They had I'm 42, glad you're making me aware. They had 42 deaths and 735 cases, but no one lives there. Okay. So they had a death rate of 1,237. So That's even lower than New York's. It's not even close. Wow. Right? It's, 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 a wow. Thir- it's 33% less, basically, than New York. What was Sweden's, who did nothing? Sweden you know, is... Or very little. As of today, Sweden is at 577. Oh, and everybody... Everybody mm-hmm. has come down on Sweden because right. they did nothing and their death rate was higher than the surrounding countries. It's 
five hundred something for five seventy seven, which is good for ten, uh, tenth in the world, tied with us now. As I told you, I was telling you off the air that we were wow. about to catch them. We just tied them today, so just wow. and we're going to pass them easily because we're still having about. I mean, look, we're still getting about a thousand deaths a day here in America. Yeah, we, this is not at zero. It's this a thousand seventy eight yesterday. Yeah, which is you know, and, but if you take the weekends into account, it's probably more like eight fifty a day on average. Still mm. a lot, uh, mm-hmm. still more than we would want. But Brazil. Is, is worse. Italy is worse still. Chile is worse. UK is worse. Spain is worse. Belgium is worse mm. um, than us. And no one really talks about those things. The other part that no one talks about is the fact that tons of these countries, I'm not talking about France and countries that are with developed economies and developed health systems, but countries like Mexico, they have not even come close to quantifying how many people have died there. To give you a sense of this, uh, they have this thing you know, excess deaths is the way that at the end of the day it gives you a sense of what is actually happening so basically the same amount of people die every year in every country it's mm-hmm. right it's incredibly consistent because it's just you know it grows a little bit by population over time so we have about i want to say it's about 15 percent excess deaths this year which is a big number of people because we're a large country right yep about 15 percent just in april and may just april and may mexico had 91 percent Excess deaths. Wow. Almost twice Almost as double. many people died as normal in the entire country of Mexico. Well, but- so when this is all shaken out at the end, when the scientists look back at this, they're going to find that Mexico had a much worse problem than we did uh, at any point, even at the beginning. Was there a bad outbreak of the heartbreak of psoriasis? Do we know? I mean, it could have been psoriasis. Have you looked into how many varicose veins people had and died from? I, I, I have not. I mean, it, it could have been varicose. skin? Maybe they've just they maybe this has nothing to do with COVID nineteen. I haven't even looked at dishpan hands, See? which they can be dry, they can right. be clammy. Do they have Dawn down there? I don't know. Dawn is the cure. We know what the cure for, for yes, for dish we've pan known hands that is. for thirty years right. at least. But you're right. I've not even looked into that. Huh, well, so. then get back to me, okay? <laughs> you're listening to Glenn Beck. Attention sleep apnea patients. Do you hate your full face mask? Tired of the severe pain and discomfort? Now you can eliminate the pain and torture of your CPAP mask and sleep in total comfort. Invented by an actual sleep apnea patient, this incredible product ends the need to use awful full face masks. And because it has no straps and no headgear, you'll be comfortable and get your best CPAP sleep ever. Go to nomask.com, N-O-M-A-S-K.com to end your nightly torture. That's nomask.com. On September 18th, don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. You are an American spy. What? Infidel tells the story of one man's incredible journey of faith and survival after being kidnapped in the Middle East. And his wife's courage to never give up on him. This is terrorism. When his country abandoned him, his freedom became her mission. I came here to save his life. Starring Jim Caviezel. Do your job. See Infidel, only in theaters September 18th. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. One more really happy note on this uh, on this stupid virus that we're all so sick of. Uh, another really neat, uh, really fun apparently symptom of this thing is that your giblets uh swell up when you get it oh no some people's giblets are yeah swelling up so 
you know, you get the dry cough, you get the fatigue, the fever, uh, aches and pains, and now the also the the giblet swelling. So that's, <laughs> that's just fun. Just another right? fun thing. Just you get another to deal with. fun thing <laughs> to enjoy for this. And another reason I really don't want to get it. I really don't want to get it. Yeah. No, I would not either. No. Uh, one quick reminder this weekend, if you uh, want to watch the Peter Schweizer documentary uh, about Joe Biden, yeah, uh, it's up on the Blaze TV uh, YouTube channel for free now. Oh, nice. As of today. So you can okay. check that out this weekend. goes through all the Biden China stuff that you need to know. Okay. Uh, Peter did a great job with it, so make sure you check that out. Also, check out Pat Gray Unleashed uh, on Pad Podcast and Stu Does America as well. Yeah, and we'll be on the news and why it matters today, too, together later on. So, which is a wonderful weekend to kick off with wonderful. Pat and Stu. Glenn is back on Tuesday. We'll see you then. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, you're on edge all day and you sleep poorly at night. If that's your new normal, you'd be wise to try CBD. You've heard the potential health benefits of CBD. Uh, they've been all over the media. Very impressive. CBD is the powerful extract from cannabis, but it's legal. There's no high, and you do not need a prescription. You've got to try CBDistillery.com. But does it work? Well, in one survey, 90% of customers reported they sleep better with CBD. 90% and 80% said CBD helps with discomfort after physical activity. Look, if better sleep and less discomfort sounds good to you, try CBD. It's the safe and natural alternative. Learn why over a quarter million customers trust cbdistillery.com. Order now and save 20%, 20% off when you enter stew at checkout. Go there now, cbdistillery.com, and enter stew at checkout for 20% off. Again, enter stew, S-T-U, at cbdistillery.com. It's cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Pete Talbot here along with my son Seth with Relief Factor. And we know people really do want a 100% drug-free supplement that can help with their pain. Dad's right, but we know many are skeptical. So we asked a group of medical doctors to research and then create Relief Factor to help people with back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. And that's exactly what they did. In my 40s, I had an accident, was in substantial pain. I heard on the radio about the three-week quick start. By the end of the quick start package, I was substantially out of pain. Within three months, I was back to being active and doing the things that I love. Pain from getting older, exercise, or even everyday living can keep you from sleeping through the night, exercising, or going on walks, or even going up or down stairs, which is why we created the three-week quick start and then discounted it to only $19.95, about a dollar a day, to see if it'll work for you, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384.